Minefields. This is our second, count it, second holiday special of this year. Because why? We're we did Hanukkah. We got big guns <laughs> on the show, and it turns Chonica. out Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Well, well, he, well, he, I'm not. You know, he, he said Hanukkah, so I'm not going to question big guns because you really don't want to fuck with big guns in any way whatsoever. Yeah. We said Hanukkah, but turns out Hanukkah isn't that big of a deal. It's not even their Christmas. It's more of their Thanksgiving. But it was still a great thing to learn about it. And there's, uh, but whatever. We got comic books to talk about, and we're doing our comic special tonight. We are doing Batman oh. Returns, the the movie that we landed on as the ultimate Christmas comic book movie. I've got my best. We decided to call it Christmas, not Christmas movie. Okay, okay. This is America. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> this is my best friend in the world, Mr. Colin in Tulsa. New Ooh. friend, Mr. Tony Morales. What's up, homie? Fucking How's it going? S- fucking sensei Morales shit. Is. We got Morales in Not this place. Not Anthony in my phone. Just Tony. Tony I, Morales. I got him as Morales in my phone, man. So I feel like... That's fucking, another bad direction. Nah, I just love it, man. Yeah, Morales calling me. What's mm-hmm. up, dude? When you're talking about fucking I just call him Big talk. Mo. Big Mo. <laughs> we get drunk and talk about wrestling at 5 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we wouldn't stop till 10 in the afternoon, too. Shit, man, I know. But, what have you guys been up to? There's some schmo with a a reality show called Big Mo. Big Mo? I don't don't know that guy. Hey, that that answers my question. (laughs) Silence is deafening. (laughs) I was reading Exactly. I was reading today about some, like, uh, Chinese guy that lives in Germany and that's developing software that's... uh, uh, scanning all chicks' faces in porno to make a app for dudes to figure out whether or not if they're chicks that they're dating or are about to date have been in pornography. It's all fun and games till your mom pops up. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even think about that, man. It's like, do you click on it? Do you click on it? And just like using your own tears for lubricant. God damn. Exactly. We have That's gone down the rabbit hole in two minutes. Porn's been around. Porn's seconds. been around a long time, man. It, it could happen. It could happen. And now you're and now you're stabbing your own eyes out. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's there's some things that just shouldn't be seen. The creepy it, thing to me, I I don't know how creepy it is. Yeah, I told you about that time I partied with uh, what was her name? Um, oh, she's big time, and I can't remember her name. Uh, Oklahoma City is lousy. Corey Chase, Brandy Love. uh, I can keep going. (laughs) What was the blonde girl with the big puffy lips? Oh, I know who you're talking about. She would go to (laughs) fucking... She would go to Rock Bar all the time and shit. Um, Yeah. Something Rose. Amber... Was was it Amber Rose? No. No, no, no. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I remember I was... Trying to date this girl for a minute, and she uh, just is not the porn star, by the way. I was trying to date this girl for a minute, and she uh, 
she totally like blew me off. And um, I had a I had another friend who's a who is a makeup artist who always partied with this girl Tony, and she was like, "If you're mm-hmm. huh, yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking about." Yeah, no, and, the um, chick's the chick's name was Tony with an I, and oh, dude, I tried, I barked up that tree so hard. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she was always like, "Call me up if you're ever in the city, we'll hang out." So I called her up. I was like, "Yeah, I'm feeling low. This uh, chick ditched me." She's like, "Come hang out with us." So we I get together with her and her husband and some other people who were total like I don't have anything good to say about those dudes. They were total greaseballs. Uh and then there was this girl and I was like, uh yeah, yeah, wow, we all know who that is. Okay, wow, that's surprising. Turns out she lives there, she goes to Thunder Games all the time. She's constantly projected up on the Jumbotron in the in the Thunderdome or whatever we call it. And uh I guess it's the Cox Center, which is strangely apropos. And, um, uh, yeah, she, you know, it was just kind of like, this is, it's just weird. And, like, dudes were throwing themselves at her like crazy, and she was just ignoring them and blowing them off. And I was just like, she just looks like any other, like, Nichols Hills chick, you there's, know? There's she, there's an entire... Lip injections and... There's an entire Wikipedia article Category, pornographic mm-hmm. film actors from Oklahoma. So, let's see. Oh, my gosh. There's only two. <laughs> Ashlyn Brooke. OklahomaOklahoma.com. <laughs> Ashlyn Brooke, B.B. Jones, and Stacey Valentine. That's not the girl. None of them. That's I not, that's none not of the them girl. who it was. I can't remember what her freaking name is, man. I mean, I just, uh, as a guy who is trying not to uh, invest my time in in pornography in an effort to realign my brain uh, from all the stuff that it's, uh, in my opinion, that it's done to me over years. I can't, I'm glad I can't remember this chick's name, but um, these things happen. Uh, and uh, by the way, you know, I guess if you're listening to me say some some stuff about that, you know, look up Terry Crews, guys. Just just look up Terry Crews he will, and you'll he will take pornography. You, and, he will take yeah. you away from the pornography. I read he his will, book. He will make you understand what what you're doing to yourself. Oh, and I I totally understood what he said what he was what it's doing, and I still said fuck it. Um, <laughs> I, I do got to Tony. I got to tell you a story about the, what this motherfucker did to me one time. Speaking of that chick, Tony, her best friend was this uh, photographer chick, and uh, okay. uh, I don't know if you've seen the big scar in my head, but it erased like two years out of my head, and like maybe it was like six mm-hmm. years ago. I went back to Oklahoma to visit, and we went to uh, God. What was that punk rock bar? Um, I know what it is, but I'm not saying it. Yeah, <laughs> so we're we're in line, and I'm looking in the window, and there's this chick just fucking dead eyeing me. Like I'm like, what the fuck is she looking at? And and I'm thinking like, wouldn't it be funny if, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if I'd fuck that chick? And I'm like, ha ha, no big deal. I'm like, I mentioned to, to Colin, I'm like that chick's staring wow. at me. <laughs> I'm and, just gonna say, if you thought you were gonna watch uh, Batman <laughs> Returns with us with your kids tonight, this story, these yeah. stories are not, well, these stories aren't gonna play ball well, with your kids. The 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 neurologist told me that I would have my memories back, but something had to trigger them. Well, oh we, my gosh, is that what happened? Yeah, and I, I I pointed at that girl to you, and I said, "Why is she fucking giving me the stink eye?" And you're like, "We gotta go talk to her." He fucking drags me to talk to her, and he's like, "Hey," because he knew the girl. And she's sitting there with her date at the bar, and he's like, this is my best friend Joshua Michael. And she's like, oh, nice to meet you. And I look at her, and all of a sudden, this rush of memories hit me. <laughs> and uh, she's like, New uh, Kung Fu. Yeah, nice to meet you. And I'm like, nice to meet you, too. And uh, 
And I look at him like, you motherfucker. Because he knew what he was doing. Because he knew. He knew. <laughs> he knew. He remembered. I didn't. We go to get. We, we go to the end of the bar. We say goodbye. And she comes up to me and she says, you don't remember me, do you? And I was like, I remember everything. <laughs> and then okay. Wolverine. <laughs> and, and the, the best part was is I was taking a piss at that trough urinal a little bit later and the dude she was with comes and pisses next to me and I just flat out just look at his dick and I just pull mine out <laughs> he just gave me this he gave me this fucking look like fuck you because there's nothing you could do about it <laughs> anyway uh, yeah we're supposed to talk about comics wow. <laughs> best comics ever First post of our comics. I'm drinking some Romulan ale tonight. This blue shit. It's delicious. Dude, how old is that? That's got to be from like 2006, 2009 maybe. I'm looking for a date. But when I, when I I I went when I was working for the Star Trek franchise through a retail store in Burbank, California. Um, we were selling uh, Star Trek, of course, Star Trek costumes. And we would go to the Las Vegas Star Trek experience at the Hilton uh, during the creation conventions and move product. And they had in the gift shop six packs of Romulan ale in these in glass bottles. And they've got the foil tops, yep, right? Yep, that's what I'm drinking. Do you have to have a – are they twist off? Or no, are they? no, this was a pop. You had to get a bottle opener. Okay. But they have licensed graphics on them. They're pretty cool. What has it taste? What does it taste like to you? It tastes like good ass beer, but I'm still racist really? towards Romulans. Yes, <laughs> it's that Romulan ale. Uh, oddly enough, I remember uh, a couple of years later, I was at when we still had Hastings around. Um, oh, I miss Hastings. <laughs> dude, dude, Tony's Tony's Tony lived in Amarillo for a while with like the ultimate hate Hastings. What? Yeah. yeah, four years, mm. dude. The, the 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 Hastings there was it was like it was a giant warehouse, wasn't it? Yeah, that makes sense. There was like we had uh, three, four of them, I think, combined. But yeah, three, it was pretty four Hastings and Amarillo. Wasn't it? Based yeah, not on... anymore. They all closed down, but wasn't it based on Amarillo? Yeah, that's where that's where I got back into comic books. Actually, with the new Fifty Two was mm. down. Rather Hastings. Did you get any? Uh, remember when they got back in? When all of a sudden they got into like hardcore into comics, like in 2010. All of a sudden they just started buying up everyone's collections. Oh, I know what I know what happened with that. Yeah, that, basically the guy, one of the guys that ran the company or owned the entire uh, retail chain, um, bought out somebody's idiotic collection, and they had this stupid. They had a a bunch of stuff that was like dollar comics yeah. or quarter comics. So you'd go to any Hastings and you would see somebody had spent hundreds of dollars on dividers. Yeah. Like, and like printed labels on everything. And it's like, who's going to come in here and buy Psyman number one? Or <laughs> I don't know what. It was just the most random stuff that was in those comics bins. Like they were gonna move, dude. They moved. And they were dude. they were priced to they were they weren't priced to sell either. But I remember going in there and getting a fat stack of Abnet and Landing Guardians of the Galaxy single issues and variant covers to which I and I still have them to this day. And those were those were uh, that's when I was reading it for the first time because I was infatuated with War of the Kings. Those and, are worth um, like twenty dollars each now. 
I know. Yeah, the movie just blew the price through the roof. Uh, which, uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just a ridiculous purchase, like acquisition for them. We, we, I just remember thinking some of the stuff, like Marvel premiere, whatever, just random stuff, and it was like. You'd go to the one, I'd go to the one in Bartlesville, or I'd go to the one in Norman, it was all the same comics. I was like, who was sitting on 50,000 issues of the same rando number three power pack or whatever? I don't know what, it was just wacky. Dude, I got a issue number two of Death, uh, the, the Time of Your Life, um, signed mm-hmm. by Chris Bacallo for like $3. Mm-hmm. And I got all of the variant and covered. stuff. Yeah, and I, I got all the, and you know, I'm I'm totally against variants unless they really pick my fancy. But uh, uh, Tony, did you ever uh, read X Men Necrotia? Came out like around 2010, 2011. Oh uh, yeah, I don't really remember too much about it, but I definitely read it. Yeah. The uh, the variant covers were all variant. They were all homages to f- famous vampire movie uh, like DVD oh, covers. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They were like there was a there was a uh, interview the vampire one there was a John Carpenter's vampires one um, that that one was my favorite one actually but wasn't that all tied around when Jubilee became a vampire or whatever that was right God I want to say right right before or right after it happened at the same time because uh, when they did X Men number one where the vampires and it was all about Dracula and they brought Blade back and shit like that it was cool but not I mean, it, not for everybody. That's just why I know it. Yeah, it's not for everybody, but think about the, how much they do in comics where they just blow off everything that they meant to do uh, like a year later. But like Jubilee's still a vampire after all of this, right? No, Ten years no, later, no, she's no, still she's, a vampire? No, she's not a vampire at all anymore. No, no never mind. No, 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 they, uh, they, they retcon that. Tony, you got to give us a sober voice in the room right now because him and I are all over the place. He looks like fucking Lieutenant Dan in his fucking video game chair. <laughs> his video game chair, yeah. <laughs> Video game chair. Yeah, you look like Lieutenant Jan. <laughs> Jan. Lieutenant Jan. Lieutenant Jan. Yeah, you're you're where you are. Give us the sober voice, Tony. His hair's really. His hair's that messed up, huh? I'm not that m- messed up. <laughs> I just. I woke up at an unusual time. <laughs> Either that or Josh is that messed up. <laughs> hey, no, Josh hey enough good. Romulan he beer. Cool anybody kid. looks good. Hey, I'm just cool kid. Glasses on a minute I'm ago. I'm still trying to recover from fucking watching the Selena series last weekend. Dude, how was that? That looks bomb. It was awesome. Oh. It was the, the entire time I'm thinking I just need a Selena tattoo. That's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be mean... my first tattoo on like on my arm with all the fucking like scars and shit. It's going to be Selena. Dude, I, that's, I saw somebody wandering around in a Selena t-shirt recently, and I thought to myself, that's a real person because this Netflix show is going to create an entirely new set of selena fans and uh they're gonna blow out on the merch the chick and thing then everybody it'll be harley quinn next Friday. oh yeah no it's totally be the next harley quinn watch. oh man selena harley quinn don't don't do that to me right now we're on camera the the, yeah, yeah. the, <laughs> the, the chick they played they picked to play selena was really fucking good but she was too mm-hmm. skinny she was too oh yeah goddamn skinny. gotta have the hips Gonna have the hips and the thighs. Yeah. Did how did I mean what did what was your take on J Lo performing as as Selena? That worked okay, didn't it? Yeah, I'm the wrong person to ask that question to. <laughs> uh, like it, it, that's that's a movie I put on when like I want to cry. <laughs> I need to get. Oh, yeah, it's good, you know, dude. Like she yeah. does great. She, she does just, great. I remember there was so much hate on her because she was Puerto Rican and not Mexican at the time. 
Oh yeah, oh, she, she, she. I thought great overall. No, she was. Uh, <laughs> they made a whole big deal about it, though. That was huge. That was the best joke I'm gonna make all night, guys. Come on, Aww. dude. I remember Thank watching. For... I remember we were we were back home because my grandfather was sick back in New Mexico, and that came on the fucking TV. And my gay cousin John just fucking lost it. <laughs> like he he was <laughs> inconsolable that Selena was dead, and like I barely knew anything about her, uh, not enough to like be upset until like they they tuned me into her music, and like so I caught the Selena bus late, but we were living in Alaska. I'm not gonna find any Selena music there. That'd be a pretty tough one, I think. Uh, I'm still obsessing over The Crown. I accidentally binge-watched half of the second season this morning. And those are those are just really dense episodes. I'll be watching it, and I'm like, how many episodes have I watched today? And I, 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 you only watched one, you know? And just it's so... They're so heavy. They're so thick for content. Uh, and it's... I, I can see how people would get lost watching it, because it's, it's like... It's a lot of very similar locations and sets, and I don't think that anybody... A lot of people probably can't tell them apart, uh, but uh, I don't know. It's just something about it. That, that show really appeals to me. Uh, but I, I'm, I, I do want to check out Selena. Uh, I want that story. I want to know that family. They, they, did a, they did a good job, and season one ended without me getting my heart broken. Like, we're halfway through the story. Mm, only halfway through. We're halfway yeah, through. I feel like that's the thing to do now. It's just like, hey, let's make a three-season thing out of this. Or uh, even the feature I just came off of, more, more the way the way the script is written, I was like, this should be like a three-night Netflix thing. This doesn't need to be a movie. You know, you get way more out of, out of this being a binge-watch thing. Uh, just It's just, like I say, it's the way it's emotionally paced out. So to hear that they're doing multiple seasons on Selena is a good deal. But it's also kind of crazy because it's like if you don't get the viewership you wanted in that first season, that story might never get told. Agreed. But we got to move it. We got to cut it. We got to cut it short because we got to get in some comics and then we got to do some Batman right. returns. Tony, lead us off. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, what do you got? What do you got for us? Because uh, we're doing Alien original screenplay number five, um, Detective ten thirty two, Hellions number seven, Noel number one, Doctor Doom number nine. Am I correct on that? All right. Let's start it off with uh, we got Detective Comics 232 here, continuing off from 1031. Um, so we've got, we, they brought back Hush, which is super cool. Pots so hard and, for that. You love uh, freaking, it starts out, we got Hush over here. He's got all the Bat family captured. And, uh, you know, Batman, you know, with the exception of Batman and Damien, because that's where Batman is looking for Damien at the moment. And we're getting, you know, we're finding out his big plan, which he, you know, as usual, he just wants to get back to Batman, get back to Bruce, because you know they grew up together, so he knows who he is. But uh, this plan takes an interesting turn because we find out that uh, he's trying to get all the Bat family's blood types so that he can kill them, sell their organs, and make a profit. What? It's wonderful, dude. It's so yeah. crazy. Insane. And and he you brings know. in he he involves all the people of Gotham like like they they take what's been happening since March, uh, in our own political climate and radicalize it where people against uh, fucking uh, vigilantes versus the people that think they should belong there and they meet head head to toe, on a bridge. Huh. Yeah, ends up being ends up quote unquote leading to the mirror's death, but 
We'll see what happens with that. Or if he ends up actually being hushed the whole time. You I'm, kind of, I'm kind of intrigued by that. You haven't seen uh, the Watchmen series yet, or have you? Ah, I still need to catch up on that one. I got like halfway through L.A. Confidential the other day, and I got to finish it up. The, uh, so I was working on uh, that now. There's a character in that called the uh, was it the Mirror, right? No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, no, something like that. It's it was Tim really, really, sim- really similar, where his mask is reflective, and uh, the the whole point of Over it was. Commander? Yeah, exactly. To, to reflect, <laughs> to reflect your if own. You guys don't know what we're talking about. This guy, he's got a pullover mask that is very reflective, but it still shows his fabric, uh, or like a visqueen or something that like kind of shrink wraps to his face a little bit, and it becomes. Uh, it just seems like it's less pliable. But um, if you're thinking about, if you if you haven't watched it, we're talking like it's it's a concept like kind of like Cobra Commander when he has that face shield on. Looking it up his name right now from that. Looking glass. Looking glass. Looking glass. He was the breakout, my breakout favorite character of that whole series because he was just so like, yeah, you know, I am not the bad guys and I am the good guys who are quantifiably possibly the bad guys and I am uh, uh, an outsider even though I'm on the inside. He was just fascinating because his motivations were pretty just. But uh, I digress because that's he's not who we're talking about. I'm just saying if you no, guys watch that, no, I'm pay glad, attention to Tim Blake Nelson. I'm he glad, was dynamite. I'm glad you brought that up because if uh, Tony hasn't seen it yet, it's a perfect parallel what's going on with uh, this this character in Batman right now. The way he reflects, yeah. like, uh, what does he keep telling everyone? Like he's gonna reveal himself or something? Yeah, once he once they get rid of everybody else, he's gonna reveal himself. Like he wants to be the last man standing almost. In Gotham. He, I, I wear the mask, so I'm. Not, but I am a good guy, despite the fact that I wear the mask. I'm wearing the mask so you people will see yourselves in me. Oh, that's a great. There you go. That's legit. It's totally 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 my mind. Yeah. No, I, I. I dig it, man. Like, uh, did you, any theories on who he is? Not as of yet. Like I said, I think you know. At first, I was kind of like you know, with Hush coming back. I was like, maybe he's Hush. You know, he killed himself, and then Hush magically, you know, Hush appeared at the same time. So it could be like two people working together, perhaps Clayface maybe, but you know, long term, who knows? I mean, he could be, you know, if we're going to play off the fact that Clayface left the Bat family, maybe he's coming back to get revenge. Clayface would be awesome. I was thinking it was Two-Face until they, they, they showed him an Arkham pissed off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, we got that part of the story first, and then we move on to Batman actually trying to find Damien. <coughs> which is... Uh, Interesting because he finds he finds his black casebook where um in the t- and Damien where Damien's at and he opens it up and out come all these pictures of Damien and Alfred Ooh. and I don't I think what this is leading to is the fact that freaking Damien was the last person to see Alfred alive of the of the Bat family mm. and Damien Damien first eight to ten years of his life didn't care if people died he was you know murdering people as part of the League of Assassins. And like now, Damien, never, Damien is Batman's son, right? He is, yes. With Talia That's what I thought. Yeah, so he, he's a Batman's son with uh, Talia al Ghul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the... So he never really had a huge you know, father relationship with anybody. But then there's these pictures of him and Alfred smiling together and him and Alfred doing uh, doing the dishes together. Right. And, like, he, you know, I, you know, he, he, you know he, Batman says himself he's as much of a father to... 
Damien as I was, if not more. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think Damien's dealt with the grief of, you know, he doesn't know how to deal with the grief of Alfred being gone because, you know, nobody ever actually instilled that in him, you know, as a, as a young adult. Is he a sociopath? He's yeah, he's a little bit crazy. Like he's you know he he murders people with no disregard. Like that was a huge part of uh, his initial relationship with his dad was trying to get him to calm it down. And you know he wants he wanted to be Robin. He wanted to be the next Batman, but he had no idea how to do that. Like he was uh, just willing to kill people and be done with it. You know, problem solved. Right on. My theory on this one is that Damien has always been too smart for his own good. But mm-hmm. at the same time, though, I think he's exercising his teenage angst against his dad. And he's got a master plan because he always has a master plan. He's doing that with Teen Titans right now. Um, I'm thinking <clears> he's getting his, his existential teenage angst. Get it out of the way because that just has to happen. It's part of just father-son relationship. But at the same yeah. time, though, don't forget Talia Ghul. I mean, he's like the, the one character I, I would argue that needs to be back is Alfred Pennyworth and I'm thinking he is I, I'm thinking he took Alfred to the fucking Lazarus pit and he's well, I don't know though because he showed Alfred's corpse shows up in Joker War right like freaking he he was reanimated so I, I mean there's a chance that somebody could have grabbed him and taken him there afterwards but I don't know I don't know if they've ever they stated how long somebody needs to be dead or if there's like a limit before you can bring him back well, even then, I mean, like, the, the timeline, like, because, like, they can extend the timeline. Like, this happened over the course of an actual year that we read the comics as they come out, but it was only, like, a week in in, yeah. in what happened. So that, that's that's the only thing I can think of to justify my, my theory on that one, to, to bring back Alfred, whether or not he's malfunctioning as a human or not. But, you know, yeah, I, I was a, a petulant child, but here I brought back our actual real true blue dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just definitely it definitely could be, but I mean the way he's as sad because I mean he turns around as, as soon as you know he sees Batman with the pictures. First there words like going off the petulant teenager thing. First thing he says is you know leave my stuff alone, father. Like he he you know he's angry about it. So like I don't I I'm, I don't see it happening where they bring back Alfred, or at least it's not Damien's plan to bring back Alfred as of yet, right? But it definitely, you know, somebody definitely could do it behind their backs. Who's illustrating this? Uh, let me check here. You just you mentioned these photographs, and I immediately had this like Mark Bagley idea in my head. There's something about the way Mark Bagley does his uh, does like little happy moments like that with smiling kids and stuff with people, and it's just like it's really endearing. But uh, I did write that. Up right now. See, it looks like Tomasi wrote it, and Brad Walker was a penciler. Brad Walker, I'm not familiar. No, not at all. I really dug the the art in this. It, it was a little bit yeah. different, but it wasn't D-lister stuff. Like this guy's no, got no. a lot. Good, of, <laughs> it's Batman. It's a flagship title. <laughs> it's got a lot. It's a Bequillus Ebley artist. Huh? Bilquis. Bilquis Ebley. Okay. Never heard of him. I liked it. Yeah, nothing. Good good times with light and dark dynamics. Uh, good expressions. No talking heads. That's I get so turned off by talking heads, man. But uh <laughs> Colin, give us uh give us some alien, man. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I happened to be out somewhere and uh, I picked up the uh, hardback of the original screenplay Alien by Dan O'Banion. <clears throat> um, this, this is just awesome. I can't believe that this whole... You know, we're familiar with the movie Alien. And I'm going to say that the screenplay, if this is written directly off of the screenplay as it is purported, uh, I can't believe that it all fits in this slim volume. And this is a really nice, high-quality hardback or hardcover. And this isn't some thing where you go to, you know, this. if you were buying this and it was a Marvel book, it'd be like $36. Yeah. This is a good, solid $20 hardcover and uh, it's it's crispy. It's beautiful. It's like li- layered in with like black black glossy paper. Uh, it is atmospheric. It is cinematic. Uh, it is illustrated so well. Let me actually get a credit on that. Art uh, mm, Guermi Balbi, uh, really good. And uh, Candace Hahn did the did the coloring. Um, Tony, I just sent you a snapshot of like one of the one of the pages. It's just it's amazing because like these characters all look like extreme. You know, we're familiar with Alien, where it's uh, Tom Skerritt and it's uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of some of these actors. Some of these actors' names suddenly. Uh, the guy that was in Red Dawn, that was the dad, and. Uh, Oh, I can't. I hate it when I can't come no, up. No, just keep talking. I'll pull it up because they're on the tip. Of my but um, too. yeah. I mean, uh, and of course Sigourney Weaver and stuff like that. I do. What I do like about this is that this is a. There is nothing in the script uh, that dictates what the gender or uh, race is or anything about these characters. Uh, so John. when they did the when they did Alien, they they. They were like, yeah, let's make it a female protagonist. When when you've got this, it's still female protagonists, but it's like everybody feels like a protagonist in this book. We've got as John opposed Hurt. to the movie, John Hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got Harry Dean Stanton, Stan, who unfortunately passed. Harry Dean Stanton. We got Ian Holm passed too. Yafet Kodo. Um, I think that this is an like okay. So I I I I really slaved over this one because these these were so juicy. I think that this was an exercise in a great screenplay when there weren't too many cooks in the kitchen and the right producer produced the right record. Like when you get Rick Rubin nice. on, on, yeah. on doing the uh, soundtrack for fucking uh, Less Than Zero and all of a sudden you've got Slayer oh, and gosh. and you've got like shit just coming out of nowhere. Like how did this even come to, come to be? So yeah, the, it, it's a tight script. But then someone came in and didn't just do the, the, the Hollywood producer. Like, you know, studies show that Punisher needs a puppy. No, they're like, they, right. they, <laughs> they, I, they're like, listen, we found an artist that we think can knock this out of the park. So they get Geiger. Uh, also the fact that they're, they're breaking boundaries without trying to do it. Like, like I, I preach all the time, like, don't just give us something to skew on because it's something pop culture demands at the moment. No, we had an ultimate badass, Ripley. She was just a fucking freight worker, man. They were out just getting, you know, booty, you know? And she Yeah, basically, had, she, they're space truckers. Yeah, they, exactly. And they had to do what they had to do. And they, they weren't Marines. They weren't... They, they, yeah, they were space truckers. And then they added extra spice to it. They, they, they throw in the renegade android... As the wild card, and Tony, we've talked about wild card before. 
Um, and mm-hmm. and and Colin, we we've always talked about wild card. The, the wild card was the was uh, the fucking android. Mm-hmm. And it, we get beautiful mastery of a space horror. Like I love hearing people argue about whether or not Alien is a sci-fi movie or if it's a straight up horror movie. I think it's a straight up horror movie. It just doesn't matter where you where you put it because most horror movies are to some degree science fiction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, de- I defy you to have a conversation with Stephen King where he can't purport it being both ways because if it's a monster in a house, it's science fiction and that that can be horrifying. Correct. When you go back to all of those crazy movies in the forties or late forties and the fifties where it's like giant ants and mutations and and uh, you know Loved. you know what wild ass aliens coming out of nowhere and stuff like that and it's just like. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's science fiction, and it's it's what we what it's what's that's incomprehensible to us. Not every, and that's the beauty of it, because I feel like the the flip side of of this type of sci-fi horror is to do a sci-fi fantasy that is good-natured, like The Boy Who Could Fly or Flight of the Navigator or something like that. And um, so, I mean, that's the, the beauty of of how crisp and pat this story is. Because it, it has the, it has all the what what became tropes. This defined a genre. Like we can do this now, and uh, it, you know, like the beauty of it is not showing us every little thing about what the alien looks like, and uh, that it changes shape. You think that it's one thing, and then it's something completely different a minute later, the next time you see it, and then right. you're limited. Okay, how can we deal with this? How do we deal with this problem? And what have I got? And that's that part of it speaks to me in particular i mean we just had a massive ice storm and i was quarantined don't and i was like what the hell do i do you know like i've got to find a way to stay warm the water's off there's no power i can't just go get stuff because i don't want to possibly expose people it was living in a horror film for me for a while don't forget don't forget that what the book really got into and tony you haven't seen it yet or read it yet but yeah. it got into the mythology harder than what they've done in any of the movies, including up to uh, Prometheus and uh, the the latest one. Uh, they find a pyramid on like basically oh, yeah. basically a, a an asteroid that's kind of a planet that isn't mostly lifeless. In yeah. no way hospitable to any any life forms. But there is a, a, a rather than find the engineers and well, the one engineer and like all the eggs around him, they find the engineer, but they also find a, a pyramid and they go into it and inside it's breathable air for some goddamn reason and that's where all the eggs are. And then the guy that goes in is the one that's like showing like filming all of the uh uh, hieroglyphics on the wall that are basically uh-huh. a warning, like go away, and um, like this is gonna destroy you, and that's when the the alien, the face hugger gets in. And yeah, it, it 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 added that little bit of a little bit, like you get a little bit of history, but it just adds more mystery to it. Like the why I like Beetlejuice you're, so much, dude. You're right. You're way right about that. We thought we had this all, but then here comes this comic based off of an original screenplay and it depicts something that adds more to it despite the fact of what prometheus tried to do i haven't seen alien covenant somehow or another it's just lost on there was more in issue three about the history of the 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 xenomorphs in in issue three Mm -hmm. and two than there was in any of the fucking alien movies and it was still mysterious it just it just just, i got someone 
more questions here. And See, that's the thing that always gets me. I don't give a rip about where it comes from or why or any of that business. I don't need to go to the Planet of the Symbiotes to have it all explained to me. To me, it's a matter of they exist. It's a problem. We got to deal with it. If we can solve it with bullets and bombs, okay, I guess that's what we've got. But, like, now, is it an infection? No, it's not an infection unless we bring it back to Earth, which, consequently, did you guys see the uh, news to, uh, about the Aliens TV series coming up? I, I did, no. though. I, yeah. I, I did, but the thing is, though, is I, I, I appreciate your point, though, but then you got to, like, you got to hear how Tony does promos. He adds mystery <laughs> to it. Like... Okay, I dig. Yeah, I'm on the Tony train right now, man. I'm sorry, man. I love you. Uh, the the way you do <laughs> promos and the way you build stuff, you you add mystery and then you take it away, and then and then you punch someone in the face with something really strong, and then all of a sudden there's a hug. Like, like I really hope that we can delete the image of you doing your last match, and I'm there waiting to hug you because like. That'll. I don't want to kill your kayfabe, man. <laughs> like, like the, the the way you delivered that promo, like, and and thinking about what we're talking about right now, because like Colin, Colin and I are suckers for good promos, man. And uh, awesome. adding that that extra mystery, man. Like, I, I just can't wait for more. Give us something next. Well, actually, is it my turn? Your turn. Yeah, it is. It's my turn. What the hell? Give us read? something, Joshua. Joshua, you know, we got we got the Tony train rolling into J-Town from here, so it's <laughs> time for Joshua. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I had a bunch, but the one I really landed on was Thor number 10, Prey Part 2. We've got mm -hmm. Donnie Cates writer, Nick Klein artist. We're seeing Donald Blake. And, okay, so we're seeing Donald Blake, and we... we we just lightly touched on it last time we, we did the last Thor issue, but we'll make sure everybody knows what that what that means. Okay, so for everyone that doesn't know anything about Thor past like 1995, uh, but knows everything beforehand, that Thor was his earthly concept, his uh, avatar was Donald Blake, and. I remember go. reading the original uh, Journey of the Mysteries, uh, like Donald Blake found the the stick turned into Mjolnir, uh, and even, like, they, they even incorporated that with, in the Return of the Incredible Hulk uh, movie, which I really loved, uh, with Bill Bixby, and it, it's it's a, an earthly guy in charge of the stick, but, like, at the same time, though, in the comics, like, he either turns into Thor, but in the movie, he summons Thor, and they, they briefly touch on Donald Blake for, like, 10 seconds in the original Thor movie when they're trying to smuggle him out of the hospital and they put on the, the Donald Blake, uh, he's got the Donald Blake like ID badge. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, ever since then, I'm like, yeah, what the hell happened to Donald Blake? And it's it's telling the tale that Donald Blake was actually uh, a, a, an imaginative theory that Odin created. That way when Thor would come to Earth, he could have some sort of human disguise and go back and forth between Thor, and every time he became Thor and put Donald Blake on the shelf, Donald Blake would go to a mystical realm that was a fictitious human Earth where everything was perfect. He could wander down the street at infinite, and hey, Donald, what are you doing? Like, but mm -hmm. the, and and never realize that he was actually a slave. Well. 
Thor decides he wants to uh, go back to that just for a little bit to get a break from being king. Because he's uh, and you know just honestly, of course he needs it after everything that's been happening since Silver Surfer Black, uh, everything since uh, killing Galactus. Yeah, he needs a break. He's not used to ha- actually legitimately carrying the crown, and he snaps into it, and they they show where Donald Blake has been and snaps it, you know, turns it back into a stick, but. When Donald Blake returns, it's revealed that the uh, the serpent that has been uh, winding the, the the fictitious, infinite, perfect world for him has been slayed, and Donald Blake has been going crazy for what he equivalents to like an infinite time of being like captured, and there's yep. no way he's going to be fucking let Thor come back out, and he, mm. this this is the issue where everyone's like, oh shit, this guy's crazy, he's He's he destroys everyone. He doesn't murder oh, anyone. Oh, dude, that's the answer. It didn't even occur didn't occur, occur to me until you said so. But that's the answer. That's because Donald Blake is no longer worthy. He can't possibly be worthy. No, he's dude, worthy. okay. He's worthy Look, enough that he uh, took Beta Red Bill's fucking hammer, broke it, and turned him back into his original self. And I guess that's okay. That's the that's the thing that's that's getting me is there's this question of worthiness lately. And I don't if Donald Blake is an uh, is a wraith like character that Odin created. Okay, that's one thing. If he's a real human mortal who was worthy and found the stick and revealed revealed the the uh, ability to become Thor because he was worthy enough, then he got the power that I think I still like way better, even though I knew that was going to translate not in a wieldy fashion when I saw the movie initially. Uh, I remember going to see the movie and I was like, how are they going to make this make sense? And then, you know, they just kind of blew it off. I was like, okay, Thor's just Thor all the time. That's awesome. But like this business lately where the hammer's getting heavier and anyone seems to be able to pick it up now, if it's got something to do with this, I totally dig. Like that completely makes sense to me. Uh, I, I think it has. That's a great direction. I think it has everything to do with now that <laughs> Thor is king of Asgard, like true blue king of Asgard, mm-hmm. is that his uh, love of uh, Midgard is translating into the hammer. Like where his. That's love, interesting too. I like that. Where his love of humans, because you guys remember in the movie, like you know, like. Loki hated his love of the humans. Like, it's it just, why? Like, you're basically... Yeah, simple yeah little totally. Creatures. But I, need them. Exactly. Like, but I think his love of the, of the humans is translating into being able to be worthy. Like, I think it just makes sense in general. I'm not entirely... Do you think Thor's love of the humans is where it's at? Or is it his capacity to love all of the subjects... That Asgard would Both. rule over and look after. Both. Including Midgard. Both. Mm. That well that's, I guess that, that's what I got. We had some knockdown drag out fights. Man. I mean it was it was I mean Volstag got his ass beat. He wasn't even he was barely even drunk and he still got his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, who plays Volstag in the movie? Um oh, God, Ray, Ray uh I can never think of Ray it. He's one of the guys I saw. On Ray set Stevenson. That. Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. That like he was great as the Punisher. I, he I, was I, awesome. Punisher War Journal. He was awesome. He was really really good. Tony, did you see I Punisher was... War Zone? 
I've got it. I've never seen it. Actually, it's one of the ones on my list to get through this week. Hopefully, it's kind of it's, it's <laughs> you kind know what I've got that I never watched. Like a, I've got a, a DVD copy of the uh, the original Doctor Strange movie from mm-hmm. the early '80s or late '70s. <laughs> oh wow! And, uh, and I've never sat down and watched it. I can't understand why I haven't watched it. it I've just, got the uh, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Oh, that movie's sick. He had a brother. brother yeah, I've seen it, but I was. It's been forever. He had a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I was pretty psyched about the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember when the one guy flew out of the van and got run over. <laughs> There's the one scene I remember. <laughs> Shoot, I got, I got a freaking D, uh, good old VHS here around here somewhere with the old uh, Generation X freaking TV movie. I remember that. Oh, so bad it was good. It was so bad it was good. Roger Corman FF. Mm, you, can still, you can still you, you can find the whole thing on YouTube actually. Yep, I bet. I, I can't, can't believe how many movies there are for free on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Months ago, I, I spent an, uh, a weekend that I wasn't supposed to be working, but I ended up like working and I was crafting a prop for the movie I was working on. I had war games on in the background just because it was on YouTube for free. And I was like, mm-hmm. if there's any movie that people need to watch for free, it's definitely war games. You need like. <laughs> Americans should sit down and watch that movie and understand where we've come from and how dangerous it was and our misunderstanding of computers at that time period and in an effort to understand the interconnectivity of everything we have today and how fast things can go wrong and why we all need to take care of one another. I don't know, man. Uh, Ferris Bueller killed a guy in Ireland, man. That's uh, that's totally true. That's totally true. (laughs) I I have... uh, it's true, but at the very least, you can probably watch War Games, and you can enjoy Matthew Broderick in his pre-involuntary uh, manslaughter circumstances, and you can go, oh, okay, well, you know. I just think it's go. funny he had Robert Downey Jr. sloppy seconds of that horse-faced woman. Whoa, which one? <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, hideous. Yeah, never liked her. Yep, never liked yep. her. <laughs> Girls. Even though she was in Red Dawn, I still I didn't even like her character in that movie. I only liked her. I love Red Dawn. I only like her in Flight of the Navigator and Hocus Pocus. Oh, I'm sorry. Sarah Jessica Parker. I thought you were talking about uh, who was the one that's baby that gets shoved in the corner in uh, Dirty Dancing. That would be Jennifer Grey. Jennifer Grey, yeah. Not, not, not a huge fan. Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh gosh, you're right, right, man. Let's do let's do one more comic and get into Batman. Uh, let's see, we've got let's next null number one because it's a recap. Yeah, I'm just gonna say briefly on that that all of the uh, complaints and harassment I was giving to um, King and Black for not really getting just what the crap was going on. Uh, Null, number one, is definitely like a recap issue of several Venom issues and Carnage issues recently, and it really sets it up. So I'm going to say, if you don't really understand what's going on with stuff, go ahead and grab Null, number one. And I bet you can find those Venom issues in back in a back issues box, and oh, uh, you can. it's not going to hurt you. You yeah, can, but that King, that King and Black issue was hard to digest because the whole world is being destroyed, and like, yeah, it's I'm it's not. just so inopportune because obviously this was supposed to come out a couple months ago and there's other Probably. world ending things happening right now and okay so yeah that's so yeah happening. I'm gonna say pick up pick up those issues or get this recap thing and it's a big thick like 
huge. It's like a seven ninety nine. It's a big book. Tony, Go ahead. Tony, give us Hellions number seven. Alrighty. Well, right now Hellions just seems to be like, who can you trust? Because like we said last issue, everybody dies. Yep. <laughs> so they killed everybody. And then Sinister's over here trying to talk to the council, trying to be like, oh my god, oh my god, everybody died, and nobody believes him. <laughs> They're like, this is ridiculous. You know, um, they brought back, they brought everybody back since everyone could be reborn these days. Um, but since freaking Wild Child, uh, Orphan Maker, and Nanny were on Arako when they died, they're all fucked up. They're they're not coming. They're yeah, they're a little screwed up. All all they will say though is that they're coming back more like themselves than they were they ever were before. Um, you know, Wild Child came back and he's he's bigger, he's thicker. Nanny comes back, she's just kind of. Then they're all just kind of. They all end up being a little crazier. Um, they brought back Orphan Maker, but they can't actually let him out because apparently his mutant um, he, his armor holds back his mutant power. Correct. And apparently oh. his mutant power will destroy, uh, could possibly destroy the world. Agreed. But we don't actually know what his mutant power is. I tried to do a little bit of research on it because I was kind of curious, and I couldn't find anything about it. There's very little. All we know is that it is world-ending. There's very little, especially about Nanny, the Nanny character. Uh, I just love the cover with, like, Sinister crying over the tombstone of the Hellions when he, like, brought them to be sacrificial lambs in Arako, man. Like, Oh, and, yeah. And all he cared about was mutant, like, because, uh, Colin, if you didn't read it, if you didn't read it, uh, when they get to Arako, they're, they're supposed to be these people that are supposed to be the, the monkey wrench to figure out how to stop this without all-out war. And uh, mm-hmm. Sinister immediately betrays everybody. It's all about his stupid fucking cape. And uh, while, <laughs> while He does love his cape. He does love his cape. And while they're being accosted by a uh, basically the uh, opposite of them and uh, a higher scientist in Morocco... Uh, Sinister releases this like he opens this little box and just releases all these little mosquitoes that just start taking DNA out of and everyone they come back to his little box he doesn't give a shit who's dead and comes back and said oh my god my aliens are dead <laughs> and yeah. and that's where we land where we don't know what research he's brought back <laughs> and that's that's uh, the 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 hidden council is just. God, I don't know how to take this sinister because I, I I miss him being. Dude, I love this is probably my favorite version. He, he's so over the top with everything. Completely. He's just he's almost like a vaudevillian villain. He, yeah, he's like he's a circus master. So man. Over the top. But yeah, I mean, like I said, he killed everybody, and everybody knows. Nobody wants like, you know, everybody and and freaking the group, the Hellions are calling him on it, and they're they're ready to you know kick his ass, but then Psylocke stops him. You know, and Psylocke's basically his second in command. You know, and we find out because Sinister has control over her, because Sinister has control over her daughter. Apparently, he is he has her hidden somewhere. We don't know where. We did wait, uh, Colin. We did Psylocke's... Colin. We did so... that issue about a year ago. Yeah, that's and awesome. when Psylocke came back and it was a break in the story, and her daughter was not only alive and well but being controlled by like kind of a shadow master type character in oh. Mad- in Madripoor and all across the world they were taking like taking taking control of these kids 
Psylocke is still Psylocke, even though she's Captain Britain now. Right? No, no, no. They're, yeah, they're two different. They're two different people now. Uh, Psylocke's Quanon, or I, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. And then Elizabeth Braddock is now Captain Betsy, Britain. Yep, Betsy Braddock. Yeah, she's yeah, Betsy, Betsy Braddock. Betsy, Betsy yeah, Braddock. They, they, they're separated now. Like uh, they, they, they didn't retcon it. They just fixed it or just did something different. They, they broke them apart ever since uh, Krakoa came took over and everyone. See, I don't, I don't mind that. There should always be a Cyclops. Like that, it should these should be code names. I get it if you're like, oh no, hey, I was this guy, but if somebody dies and you want like, like if if you're gonna kill somebody or something like that. Let him stay dead and then have somebody able to yeah, I'm the new night crawler. Like like Blue Beetle. When we're talking yeah. about Blue Beetle. Like yeah, that, there's three now. Totally awesome. Like that's what I appreciate about the Watchmen movie was the idea that it was like, oh yeah, no, I was Silk Spectre too or whatever. Or Sally mm-hmm. Jupiter or whatever. I mean that that really works. Guys, yeah, there was so... there was another War Shack in the uh in the new Doomsday clock. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did did you ever uh, find out who the the new War Shack was, Colin? Oh, no, I have no idea. It was the kid of Rorschach's psychologist in prison. And his mind is fractured after what his... Because his dad ruined their family life uh, researching... Obsessing over Rorschach. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That's awesome. Exactly. That's a good plot. Um, Man, one of the things I really just dig out about all of this, and uh, sorry if I'm taking a left turn here is how much Cyclops is becoming a more relatable figure. I, I, I meet people and they're like, yeah, Wolverine's my favorite guy, I like Dakin, i like, okay, that's fine. But every now and then you meet some fucking asshole that is a, <laughs> that is a Cyclops guy. And You say <laughs> that, real quick, my wife loves Cyclops. Dude, like, I, dude, I used to hate it. I'm not hating <laughs> I'm on not, it. Uh, not hating on it, man. I, I think it's fucking rad. Like, if you if you have the balls to be a Cyclops person, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a I've lot. Always liked, I've always liked Havoc more myself, but... Dude, I, I never liked Havoc until Uncanny Avengers. Like, I really loved his portrayal in that. And uh, I never liked Cyclops until Grant Morrison's new X-Men. Uh, I didn't... I didn't... I was, and dude, you could go back to talking to one of our another one of our buddies, Josh, who worked at Speeding Bullets and Bullet, and he uh, he even brought it up the last time I talked to him about how much I hated Angel and how much I hated Cyclops and how much I hated all of these X Men characters and then how much I was trying so hard to rationalize their powers and make them make any kind of sense at all, and I was like. Maybe it's just as much as they can do, you know. And that's a whole other story. And I know we're going to move on to Batman, but let, let's we should we should just talk about mutant powers some night. We should just long box on mutant powers. Oh, that could be a whole thing. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, we could all really reflect on how much it, how much sense any of it makes at all. Next let week, alone, next I mean, week you got super. Yeah, if you got, I mean, it's one thing if you're going to like try to find the practicality of Superman, but like. Talk about mutant powers, and maybe it's all coming from the same place, and it's just how you can focus. Like, this is what I can do. And then, like, the most powerful mutant would be the one that's like, no, I can do all of your powers because I'm not limited. And he's the, he or she is the Neo of, of the circumstances, you know? He's the mutant X or whatever it was. I think I was an asshole. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> is that the guy it was? I remember trading away my... Uh, no, oh, yeah. you're talking. I, I'm I'm referencing that asshole that was the the mutant 
fucking inhuman messiah during the three year ago last shitty story of the X-Men did. Was it not X-Men? No, it X-Men wasn't. wasn't X-Men, X-Men was supposed to be the savior at one point? No, that was the last big story before uh, they actually got into uh, House and Powers of X. Uh, that, okay. that was garbage. Um, You're not talking about Thane, right? I'm, uh, maybe. Uh, I can't remember his name. He, Thanos, he was... son, is Thanos' last child? No, he was... Got... Maybe he... I just remember he was the one that everyone was trying to protect. He, he, his mutant power was he couldn't die. And huh, okay. and it was all about the, the Terrigen Mist and yeah. That, that's You're talking true. about Ulysses who could foresee the yes, future. Yes, yes, yes. The, the like they were doing some fucking um, uh, Minority Report shit on that. And okay, yeah. Civil War Two. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm glad that's all. Uh, fucking. I'm glad it is too because I like as a limited series. I liked that. But I don't think it need. They only did that. Remember, we talked about it because it was a cash grab. It was the only reason why they were doing it because they had a Civil War movie in the works and it was a tie-in. If they, if you know, just in name only, and it's like, you're really gonna push this tie-in with Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel being the Captain America version, and like you flip the script and it's Tony Stark is the Captain America version of of uh, of the Civil War situation because Cap wasn't around. There's a whole lot of stuff going on there. Speaking and authentically, it's not a bad read. Speaking of Thor, uh, Tony, did you see the uh, preview for Loki? Oh my! Yeah, God. I watched all of those today. Actually, I figured we talked about it at some point. So yeah, Loki looks sick. <laughs> Dude, he's mm-hmm. DB Sweeney. I could not stop laughing. Like I was on the phone with Colin. He's fucking DB Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, folks. So if you don't know who DB Sweeney is, look it up. I'm not talking about DB Cooper, who was. Uh, no, no, no! Wait, it's DB Cooper. Yeah, DB DB Cooper. Yeah, yeah. DB Cooper, DB Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't D- believe that. DB Sweeney okay, is yeah. the guy that played uh, Terry in Spawn. <laughs> yeah. He oh, was a, okay. Yeah. Very sad-faced kind of sweetheart. Uh, he's a, he's a face man in movies. He was in The Cutting Edge, which is an ice skating movie, which was a really cute one. And he's he's in uh, Fire in the night. Sky, which terrified Dude, that's me one of the scariest movies of all time. It's so scary. Uh, he's uh, yeah. He was he was in a lot of stuff in the '90s. I don't know where he is now. Why we're not getting more of him? He was he's good stuff. But DB Cooper, DB Cooper, Cooper is the uh, the uh, Pacific Northwest uh, airplane bank robber. I guess uh, yeah. You guys should check him out. Look in look into DB Cooper. Tony. Anyway, yes, yeah, it's, it's break time. We need to take a break. Well, hold Here on, hold on, hold on. Before we take a break, you a minute. Before we yeah. take a break. Tony, the uh, the scene where uh, Loki is running for president or office, that is a mm-hmm. direct cut from a personal friend of ours, uh, Langdon Foss, here in Colorado mm-hmm. Springs, who oh. who did those issues, and it was so vindicating to see that. Like, right after the, the D.B. Cooper stuff, you see Loki running for office, and it was an exact copy of uh, Langdon Foss's covers, man. And he was such a sweetheart to us one time at uh, uh, Denver Comic Con, because... Uh, Colin and I were looking for we we've been looking for a project forever and uh, just working on a million different things until we you know really coagulated on something and yeah. um, he set us straight man like he took like forty like forty five minutes we we had to buy him yeah lunch. it was a, it was a good long time we sat at his table with him while uh, did we pick up lunch for him I can't remember yeah we we, 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 just... went, we went and got some Indian <laughs> Indian food for him. 
And yeah, uh, he yeah. sat with us and ate and, and gave us all the pointers and told, we told him what we're looking to he do. Was, and when he, he went, yeah, when we told him we wanted to do something with the machine man, that's when he his ears like perked up, perked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I appreciate most about what he had to say, and you know when you're, when you're when you're uh, make sure we hotlink him on this. I hope he, I hope he hears he listens in, or maybe we should just send him a send him a link. But like one of the things I always appreciated is this the uh, the idea that like you know maybe you want to do something with a character like can for one thing talking to him and finding out okay these are the things you've got to do to write for the <clears throat> majors. That's one thing. But, like, let's say you're in that thing and you want to do something with these characters. Dude, Wolverine's in every book. He's on every show. Don't worry about what it's you're exhausting. doing and whether or not somebody else is going to – It's like, oh, we can't possibly have all of this Deadpool in every book. No, dude, they want to make money on it. So yeah, your character, the character you want to do something with, you know, you can, you can do it. I don't think you have to sit there worrying about whether or not you're like, when does this story take place? Because these editors are not – concerning themselves with this this is not the 60s and the marvel the, you know the mighty marvel bullpen or something where it's like well we can't possibly have ant-man in three books this month like when would all this happen the guy's gotta sleep doesn't work like that shit I'd, I'd cast fucking patrick wilson as fucking machine man that he would be perfect oh that would be good he's got a kind of a He's got a kind of a good face for that role, I think. He's a pretty. He, but uh, he can do everything, man. But yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's yeah, go let's take a break. We're here at an hour, and uh, yeah, it's an hour. Christmas episode. We did Hanukkah. Christmas episode. We're episode. Doing, we have landed. Holy bat Christmas. Oh, that Christmas. Bat Christmas. Holy bat Christmas. Holy bat Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. I was just, I just, I just imagined someone punching me in the face. Robinism, and I was like, I just imagined punching me in the face know. and like seeing the the shit from the Simpsons, like Bort Ziff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing Batman Returns, guys. The Whack. the what we landed on is the best comic book Christmas episode or movie that we can do, and we are watching it on all different formats. I'm watching HBO Max. These guys actually have the the divs. And, uh, I got a Blu-ray. Oh, you got a Blu-ray? I got, I got, I got a David, so... You got a David? You got David. A, so much... David. So much Divad. French. Fucking fancier than me. <laughs> yeah, the, uh... So hopefully our stuff all syncs up at the same time. Yep. Dude, yep. yesterday I went for a hike, and before I went, I was like, oh, I gotta go check out that one comic book store and see if they're having that sale. They were not... And I, I was getting ready to leave the parking lot, and there was a toy store next door that I'd never seen before. And all of the windows were painted with different comic book characters. And I was like, what the crap? Like, that place definitely does not extend that deep. And then I realized, oh, this is a totally different thing. So it was a comic book store. And um, it was uh, – so I went in there. That place was packed. With all kinds of appropriate vintage 80s and 90s toys and action figures. And one of the ones they had that was one of my, it's my favorite Batman toy I ever had, was a carded uh, Bruce Wayne that had the Batman costume that you could stick on him. It had yeah. the chest piece and the, oh, the nice. cape and cowl and the gloves and the boots and stuff. I think I had that same one. Dude, I don't know. I think that one came out for this movie for Batman Returns. No, that wasn't. That was from the '89 one. I remember exactly. Oh, what? Exactly. If it had a gold back, then it was definitely from '89. I've got the. Uh, it did not. 
the the Bob the no you're right it was I... returns I remember it was the, uh, you're right right yeah I'm seeing my head yeah I've got the Bob the goon action figure that I specifically I went looking really? for because Wizard Magazine said it was the worst action figure of all time and I found it at <laughs> Toy Base Ten and Toy Oklahoma Base City. Ten what's up Steve what's up Steve I got the patch. Uh... The place I went yesterday is called Fan Fortress. It is on, uh, it's at 61st and Sheridan in Tulsa, and it is right next door to Shadow Mountain Comics, which is one of the most incredible collections of comics I've ever seen. So many key issues in phenomenal condition, and they know what they're worth. You're not going to go in there and get some mad deals. I don't know. I mean, you gotta you gotta be ready to shell out. I think. I, I uh, agree. I agree. But, but before we, before, awesome. before we start, Tony, you gotta put over Ed. Ah oh, man, I love it. Ed's cards, comics over there on uh oh, it's Powers, and I can never remember the cross sheet over there by the old Kmart. By the old love S- that the joint. Yeah, back love issues that joint. for days. I love back issues. Great toys. Mm. I mean, he's got. He's got, got pops for comics. days. Yeah, we found the mm. Mr. T one there, man. Yep, he well, found that Devastator. The you T like. Force? No, I found Devastator at Walmart. <laughs> the, right oh, after we okay. left, I found the uh, the uh, the the Batman that laughs with the wings there. So I gotta go back and get okay. that. Okay. Yeah, let's do Batman. All right, so guys, Batman returns. We are at zero 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 on all formats: DVD, Blu-ray, and HBO fucking Max. We are gonna do a one, two, three engage. And... Well, keep in mind, keep in mind, folks. Of course, you've seen this before. You're not watching this to just watch it with us. We're gonna talk over the whole thing, uh, and so you know, watch watch it with your sound. And then listen to us. <laughs> it's like it, it'll be like you're here. No, we're, we're yeah. right, you ready? <clears throat> All right, lead us off, brother. No, you lead us no, off. You do it. All right, I'm fine. All right, I'm gonna bat lead us off. Okay, we're gonna start. Press right, play Bruce. in three, two, one. I guess. P.B. Herman. That is Paul Rubens right there. I never realized those doors are triangular. I haven't watched this in a long time, honestly, and like, I think I'm going to have a whole different perspective on this. I don't know. I watched this may have been before I was working the film industry. How long has that been? Oh, 15 years. Mm. More often than not, I've watched my favorite scenes from this uh, on a repeated basis. Did you guys notice the ducky on the cage? Oh, yeah. I did not. I have never, I never realized that before, and that's going to play in a lot bigger later in the movie. Bigger being the literal term. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Was 
these people are horrible. I hope there's a ducky on the baby carriage, too. <laughs> I wonder, looking at this bridge, if this is supposed to uh, look like the bridge that is in New York's Central Park that you see in a lot of movies, especially like Highlander and Home Alone 2? Could be Home Alone, yeah. I get, we get some Home Alone 2 vibes off of this. I don't know. Kind of with the, the old lady in the park. It'd be kind of funny to see Tim Burton's Home Alone. <laughs> down. I have to slow down for that. <laughs> There'd be a lot more <laughs> Right. Yeah, the criminals wouldn't make it out of the first scene. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be killing him with, <laughs> be killing with scissors. Hit him with blow darts in the eyes. Something crazy. Manifest the power of Large Marge. <laughs> Don't do that to me, man. You oh, wait a minute. Is that a Scary Burton movie? Yep. Never seen anyone with that many F's in their name. Y'all fight. You guys are seconds, just a second ahead of me, I think, but I'm gonna live with it. I've gotta pull it up on my PlayStation because it's clipping like shit on my fucking computer. Mm. Just keep Screw it. Screw HBO Max, man. Screw it. I'll find it. Doesn't work for none of us. They really did a great job in these sets with uh, all of the ice. The whole frozen ice, you know, aspect, that motif is very good. And I wonder how much of this is model miniatures. Yeah. Can anyone just share their screen with me? Uh, uh, I'm not watching it on my computer, so it won't. Yeah, I'm uh, watching it on my yeah. I'm watching it on oh, my yeah. TV. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. You should got you should have got a DVD like the cool kids. <laughs> All of that, all of that attempt to try to help us out and, and <laughs> set us up, dude. It's just a, unfortunate. It just did not work out. Who makes a freaking baby pram that the child cannot escape from like that? Yeah. It's almost like this was just totally put together. You know, they planned this out. They knew what they were doing. Jerky parents. Yeah. All he wanted was his baba. <laughs> Bill Finger helped. Bill Finger. Mm. <laughs> what a long, creepy direction to take. What, uh, where are you guys at, minute wise? Uh,. uh I have no way of knowing. Yeah, it didn't show up in mine either. Just tell me what it's you're saying. Just... Uh, the uh, pram is washing right up. It's directed by Tim. There's Burton. a penguin. There's, I got penguins. You got penguins? I got penguins at the bottom of my screen. Yep. Tim See, if he had just had a butler, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Tell me tell me whose names are appearing on Gotham here. City 33 years later. Gotham City 33 years later, yeah. Man, that is such a painting. That looks mm -hmm. so uh, very much like, um, oh man, what is it? Uh, 
Metropolis. The, not the city, but like the movie Metropolis when you when you look oh. at the uh, that design. I this, never I never thought about it before, but you're right, yeah. Yeah. It's, we got the cool uh, I don't know what to call it, the working men who have the uh, levers to pull. Damn, this baby took a long time. Like Joshua, are you there? Yeah. Okay, good. She's got. She's hit the plunger just now. Walking across the street, shitty car, street clothes. Uh, we're nope. They're walking now. Alfred's walking with the present. Yeah, there's the, here's the, there's Alfred walking with a red bag. Penguin man or myth? There's something worse. Tell me when they say, "Can you have your attention, please?" Oh my gosh, this dude, the newspaper boy, is in everything. I can't think of that guy's name. I gotta look him up. He was in uh, he was in those commercials for milk. Where he he was the Aaron Burr historian. Oh, oh he was in uh, uh, that thing you do. He was the kid that was like, "We want the wonders." The <laughs> freaking wonders, yes. That guy was. That guy has had a heck of a career in little bit roles like that. Man, this guy. I remember him being the bad guy in. Uh, do you recall? I'm gonna look these guys' names up. All our studies show we've got enough power to get us into the middle of the next century. Good old Christopher Walken. He was never young. It's kind of creepy. Have you ever seen him in uh, uh, Is he in Deer Hunter? I haven't seen that one. Uh, I, I may have been... If we're going to break ground, we've got to break ground. If we're going to break ground. Did that happen already? Uh, Shrek is looking out the window. Mm -hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer's wandering around behind him. She's speaking up. Yep, she just said something. Quieted the room. Yeah, the deer hunter. Yeah, Christopher Walken was in the deer hunter. I remember because he had a little bit of a he, he was he was playing so young in that show, and he just really didn't come off that young. Kind of odd. All right, so some dude just came in the door. Yep, that's where we're at. Yeah, it's Chip. That's his son, Chip. What a fag. Chip Shrek. Uh, poor guy. Shrek. And it's funny because listen to if you listen to him, he's performing as he's performing in a way that matches him to Christopher Walken. He doesn't have his own voice. He's trying to sound like Christopher Walken. Oh, everybody tries to sound like Christopher Walken. That's like trying to sound like Dusty Rhodes. Big old cat head. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Alright, you're in. You're right where we are, man. Silhouette. Now we got, look at that green spatter on the sewer walls. How 90s. 
I thought every sewer was like that in the 90s. Shoot. Yeah, man, all the Ninja Turtles I saw. Dude, I want a holly wreathed top hat. That would be fancy. I just had to... Okay, look at this bunch of microphones. I just had to more or less duplicate the appearance of that in the movie I worked in. Was Max Shrek in, in any of like the 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 main like stories? I've, I I can't remember him. At no, all. I've never. I don't remember the character no. at all. I think he was just He's for the movies. For this movie. He just didn't get over like Harley Quinn in the uh, Batman animated series is all. Now I saw something, and you'd have to go back and look at it, but I saw something indicating the probability that they were, the, that those photos on the wall that Michelle Pfeiffer had uh, in front of her are photos of other Batman-related characters that they were dropping hints for for future movies, but I didn't see anything that was obvious. Yeah. I read that they were supposed to have, like, Robin and Two-Face in this, and they all got cut out. They had Marlon Wayans playing Robin. Yeah, I remember hearing about that, yeah. As being a probability, and uh, they couldn't find a good way to make it work. Um, and we were talking about that earlier, the, uh, before the... And we were talking about trying to force things because too many producers are ushering things in. But um, I'm glad they didn't do junk like that. You, know? you get as close to that as you can with just forcing Richard, or, uh, yeah, Richard Pryor into uh, um, into uh, Superman three, and it was still good. Because yeah. Harvey Dent was in uh, Batman '89, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. He was uh, definitely. Uh, it was. It was um, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. I could not remember who it was for life. Me, I was like, I, I didn't uh, realize that that he was supposed to be Harvey Dent. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was definitely there with Harvey Dent. I just couldn't remember Billy D. Williams. Like go so far as to portray him as Harvey Dent in some kind of uh, like. Uh, banner behind one of the podiums. Now, the guy with the Gatling gun with the monkey, that guy was in a very key episode of the X-Files, and he was the, uh, his, um, his, uh, Siamese twin was the one killing everyone in the Jim Rose circus. I remember that episode. Wasn't he, like, in his, in his stomach the whole time? Oh, yeah. Like yeah the, the Fiji mermaid thing. This, yeah. is my favorite, this is my favorite thing in the movie that isn't the uh, scene at the, at the costume ball later. <laughs> I'm just brooding. Look at his expression. I'm just going to brood until I get I'm, the yeah. light. Bruce I am Wayne. summoned. <laughs> no one will notice the giant fucking <laughs> lights around my mansion with bat signals. Because nobody had set cell phones in the early 90s. You couldn't just call it, brother. Not like you had a red, cell, you know, red phone in the 60s or nothing. Yeah, exactly. If you can have a red phone to the Soviets. Dude, it's Biden and his kid. 
No, uh, Max Strike actually has some thought. Excuse me, I'm just a uh, regular Gothamite. Do not assault me. I don't Punch get it. With torches? It seems like a Joker gang, basically. Agreed. Every like, gang I was ever in, the stilt guy got cut real fast. I like that they kept the original Batmobile from the first movie. They didn't fuck with oh, it. Oh, totally. It's perfect. Oh, yeah, that was the Batmobile. The Batmobile. I would say that was the Batmobile easily until freaking the animated series. No, oh, with that long limo version. Yeah. Oh, was yeah, it was gorgeous. His so this bat, one just had the best toys. His bat anti-stilt man. <laughs> yeah. Batmobile for any occasion. What's worse than being chased by a clown? Chased by a clown with a gun with a unicycle. That, yeah, none of, I mean, like, all of these guys are running around on snow and ice. And they're like, <laughs> on a unicycle or in motorcycles, really seems like they're gonna get, uh, they're gonna have some problems. Do you think yeah. that Batmobile is front wheel drive? <laughs> He's gonna snap. Four drive easy. That guy's a joke. Seriously, if you're gonna try to blow fire on the freaking Batmobile, it's not gonna work. Though I do love him getting set on fire. My glasses. Look at that snow. That snow is all just foam. It's just foam. So that's where she got it. Yeah. I did think about it before, but you're right. I thought that was like a mythical toy. I did not know tasers existed in 1991. You didn't know that what? Tasers existed. Oh, that's a real thing. That's a stun. Basically, it was like a stun gun. They had uh, they had stun guns like that even in the seventies. He gave her the one the one two up and down. Hey baby. He's got stuff to do. I can't believe he's even standing there listening to her. Yeah. Bitch, I'll talk to you later. Uh-huh. You can call me. Go go to the top of the tower. Yep. Get my bat signal. I'll be there. Well, at least he didn't run over glasses. He's a gentleman. Very big gentleman. <laughs> Just take. Oh, this. you're right. It, it is. It's totally for and waiting for later. Omega. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Just zap him a little bit. He's already down. KO'd. The guy that played Gordon is a very famous guy from back in the 60s and the 50s from like Westerns. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. What, uh. Look him up. Do you think that, like, Walken was channeling killing a girl in the international waters and took the entire movie? <laughs> How he would have Christopher Walken is a national treasure. 
He is, but he still killed a girl in national, uh, international waters, which is yeah, okay because it was in. International I, I've, waters. I've seen that. I've seen that show. It's like, oh, suspicious, suspected for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. No, no evidence, I guess. Nope. Old thing's crazy. I'm pretty sure that's in downtown Denver. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, the international waters are in downtown Denver. Just downtown Denver. Oh, he's in the penguin food. They guarded his appearance like crazy. I wouldn't doubt that at all. They had a ton of people in line. They actually had Mr. Bean in line to play him. They had who in line? Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Really? Yep. I didn't even know he was around back then. Oh, totally. Oh, jeez. This is his best performance, Danny DeVito. To a lesser extent, Matilda. Yeah, he's good, Matilda. This is a beautiful goth opera. Mm -hmm. It really is. This is a terrifying, gorgeous movie. Look how dead he looks. Oh my gosh. The eyes, the eye makeup is in front of you can tell the 80s were a different time. I remember watching this in theaters. Yeah, me too, man. I remember getting the Happy Meals. Yeah. Oh my God. There's no way this be Happy Meals now. They actually had to uh, cancel the Happy Meals because uh, McDonald's was not happy about how violent and evil the movie was. Oh yeah, this is totally this is like you know, for back then, you know, you didn't think nothing of it. But I'm like, huh, I don't know if I'd take my kid to see this these days. My I, had a, uh, I have a buddy that is particularly very Christian and he really loves DC comics. He is a he's a he's a big time like Flash, Batman, Superman, Aquaman fan. And he and I were talking while we were working on um, American Ninja Warrior just a couple of years ago mm -hmm. about some stuff that had been going on in comics and he was like, yeah, blah 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 in this business but you know but and Batman doesn't kill like Batman, I'm, I'm excited for this, but I don't want to see Batman killing people. And I was like, Batman kills people. He's killed people and in, in stuff. And uh, he was like, wait, no, I've never heard that before. And I was like, dude, Batman returns. He's killing people. Left and right. Straps a bomb to this guy. Throws him in a thing. Caught this guy on fire, you know? I mean, he turned him a second of eyes. But it was, you know... And then he was like, he just kind of changed his perspective a little bit. Ah. It depends on which depiction of Batman you're going to get. Oh, yeah, it totally does. If you're in the movies, he's way more likely to kill than in the free comics. Yeah. I don't know how... I'm trying to find the plausibility. Like, I know that there's this concept that this came from out of town and out of town. I've seen it to a 
trying to figure out the leaps of logic that are plausible uh, for this movie. That's not the mission. Try me. This this prop drove me crazy. I've always thought about how much time it would take to line stuff out and take it back. I just remember feeling bad for the penguin in this movie. Like the guy is freaking he's messed up. You know, as a guy that has freaking like a messed up heart, you know, you feel alone and you oh. just freaking like he takes it to like an extreme. But like at the end of the day, he's like, he's human. He's freaking he, he's, you know, he's messed up. All he really wants to do is be accepted. Hell, his parents freaking threw him in the sewer as a kid. Yeah, it's his his little origin story is probably one of the best and most tragic of any of the characters you're ever going to find. Most of the bad guys in all of these comic book movies are well-established people in some capacity before they get their powers, you know? Like, yeah. Go back and look at the awful aspect of the Sandman and Spider-Man 2 or, mm -hmm. or Spider-Man 3, rather. Or yeah, he was like just trying to do right by his daughter. Yeah, it's just... You know, are you are you already over the edge when you become just you know when you decide to do something bad for some reason? Even looking at like Baron Zemo from uh, uh, Age of Ultron or something like yeah. that. He was Civil War, but oh, was it so? Yeah, was, yeah, he was Civil War. Yeah, he was was freaking post Age of Ultron. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the whole thing was that freaking is you know. All the Sokovia that happened and all that, and he was just trying to get vengeance for them. Speaking of Sokovia, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. When you get to see what an actual Gothamite lives like. Living yeah. in a crime-riddled yeah. area where it's not really a big deal after what you just saw. Like, any other person, that what just happened to her, happened to anyone anywhere on the planet right now, would be on CNN or on their blog, and she's just... Wants you want some Xanax or something? Yeah, she just wants to chill out. <laughs> and, and and then look at her decorations; like they're they're morbid, but that that's a mm -hmm. no normality for a Gothamite. And then when you and then randomly she has a pink phone. When you, layers of paint keeping that place up, you can tell how old it is. Mm -hmm. Especially when they when the the lights get knocked out and it says "Hell here." Yeah. Oh, we got a phone book there. Gotham Yellow Pages. Duh. <laughs> Rotary Dial. I do love that. I do love that love seat, though. It looks very comfortable. A little bit. It's an entire vibrator. <laughs> it's got to make room with to get rid of all the uh, stuffed animals. The funny thing looking, I'm going to say this about having a, a thing that you can qualify as a weapon right there. Most mm -hmm. people I know, I don't think they would treat that weapon like that. They, When it's something that they don't completely understand, uh, and they're, they're, they're afraid of it until someone really uh, explains it away to them and makes them feel very familiar about it. I love this scene. Where she's just doing her job. Yeah, she's trying to... Trying to be helpful. 
Yeah. Yeah, this, I, I didn't notice how uncomfortable this was just so, as a kid, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I remember going to see this, and all of the, all of the morbidity and the tragic the tragedy of these characters is just really not it's not something that goes over to kids it makes me think of watching robocop 2 yeah i remember going to see robocop 2 as a kid and being like the only thing that really blew my mind about that movie was yeah there was violence and we're getting to see a rated r violent movie but it was all the drugs and it was all the foul language that the Mm -hmm. kid character had in there yeah like it's the same kind of business here that it exists, but it's not what it's not what as a kid I was paying attention to. Yeah, I remember watching a uh, watch Monster Squad. I was like my favorite movie when I was oh, yeah. a kid, uh-huh. and like I didn't realize like when they dropped the uh, the the slur towards gay people, and like the first ten minutes of the movie, like it never dawned on me that that was anything. And like looking back at it as an adult, I was like, dude. Uh, you can't well, say that these days. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. Like you can't. Uh, there, I, one of my favorite things I've seen lately is somebody, some channel getting ready to show a movie, and they're like, they put a disclaimer at the front that says, you know, there's there's language and there are outdated concepts, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, at, at the very best, I think that's the best disclaimer we can say, you know. You guys, made, outdated concepts like, is brilliant. Outdated concepts, you, but, you know. You guys you are like missing it, the point of this while you're still in the same right vein. Outdated concept where, where a boss can intimidate someone like this. And it wasn't it wasn't a scene like, oh, my God, her boss is intimidating her. It's yeah, a, this is bad. It's, it's a normal thing back in the 90s. And, mm-hmm. and like, look at her eyes. You can tell she's been crying. Like, like she's terrified. Like yeah. even before, Agreed. you know, he came in. She has no power. She, she has mm-mm. no power. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. We're friends. Everything's okay. And then. <laughs> They filled her uh, costume with tuna to get the the cats to come to her. Oh, really? Yes, they did. And you're right, that's all foam. That's very weird. The snow is... Someone has to on TV. Yeah, it doesn't even look like snow. I think this is the perfect Catwoman origin story. She's not a thief. She was supernaturally charged. I love it. Sort of. See, I, I prefer the other version. I prefer freaking the... I prefer Batman Year One version. No, I can see where you come from that, man. But, like, this supernatural origin, just being eaten alive by cats and then resurrecting you. Oh. As opposed to just being a fucking another... I mean, she was basically like the, the reverse version of Batman, where she was just kind of, you know, just, you know, she just protected her own. She wasn't worried about anybody else, whereas Batman was worried about everybody else. He put everyone else before himself, 
whereas Catwoman was only worried about protecting hers and her own. Good point. And the the the, the reverse of what happened ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even bother closing her door. Yeah. Her little kitchenette. This is what Gothamites live. Yeah. It's it's a it's a pink it's apartment. Pink, it's weird. You ever seen like apartments like in Hong Kong where it's like barely like three hundred square feet? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> this is a yeah. three thousand dollar a month apartment in New York. Look, look at the girder back there. That when you think if you think about like Vicky Vale's place, it wasn't nearly as crammed with with stuff, but like it still had that weird building superstructure in it too. Yeah, you can see the rivets. Yeah. Keeping the structure alive. And now she loses it. Like the taser wasn't enough. Then she's freaking got the cats. They did a good work with her makeup there too. Everything's so gravesite, you know. She's officially a broken toy. Cats coming in to see their handiwork. They say you can determine your mental health by how clean and kempt your living space is. And now she's defiling it all. I gotta say, man, like. I was never into goth chicks until Beetlejuice, but then until this movie. <laughs> Changed your life forever. Oh, but that does right there Slash to room. not have like medium level lighting and to have that harsh light blasting up from the side is that really does change the whole scope of what the scene feels like. 100%. Yeah. It's like the whole world is freaking changing around her. She just can't accept it. Or she does accept it, and it's terrifying. She's finally given in to what is happening. The madness of Gotham. The madness of Gotham. I love that, man. They went through like 70 suits. Really? Yeah. It's kind of interesting the way they do the suit too, because we're freaking like the stitching almost reminds me of freaking Corp, uh, not Corpse Bride, but um, Sally from freaking uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Hell here. Yeah, there you go. Just like you said. 
It's almost like she kind of stitched herself back together. I guess so, especially since those are all of these odd pieces that she's got. It's not it's not some one simple little outfit. It's it's just it's a patchwork of maybe it all comes from the same place. Mm-hmm. Like this is what Gotham does to you in the end. Good point. Be right back. I don't understand. Who brings their little kid up there? Yeah. Now that's a way to make an entrance without saying a word. That's a way to make an entrance. <laughs> Internet. Here's our giant duck again. Yeah. As it was mentioned earlier, we just didn't notice until right now. Dude, you gotta turn that down. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm never gonna look at the microphone sprays the same way again after all mm-hmm. the stuff I had to do. <clears throat> Saved baby. I love all the empty space in the Wayne Manor. The way they develop it. I mean, I obviously, he has been in years, probably. Oh, it's the mayor's baby. So clunky. It's clunky, clunky dialogue. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I can see, I can see where the character's trying to accept it, though. Like Penguin's just trying to accept what they did to him, in theory, or at least trying to make other people understand, like think that. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, the Hall of Records. Records. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool looking... What a build. Do you guys build stuff that big? Uh, We did on this last show. I think we'll do it again on this next show. Um, The guys that I work with, we've done a lot of stuff with foam. Uh, They did some... 
they did a really beautiful uh, 1940s uh, nightclub, and it had a historical precedent in what it needed to duplicate. And uh, it, um, they did a phenomenal job making these like foam archways and stuff, and then wedging them in without having to. Uh, Oh, without having to nail into anything in the pre-existing structure. Ah, oh, the cave! How awesome! Okay, so here's where we figure out what's going on with these circus characters. And I guess I appreciate that. He's researching the circus characters. He's not looking into the penguin. It's kind of weird to think that Batman needs any kind of glasses. What are all these weird... <laughs> Why does he have weather monitoring stuff going on in the freaking cave? <laughs> I don't even understand how he'd be, like, getting radar readings if that's what he was doing with that stuff. Well, I guess they just wanted to busy the shot. Is that the term, busy the shot? Um... Yeah, you know, like that's one of the yes, yeah. You, you busy the uh, busy the wall, busy the scene, perhaps. Uh, uh, think of uh, you know, you might be watching Star Trek and you notice like in Doctor Crusher's quarters, there's a panel here in this episode, and the next episode it's not there. So it depends on what I I just love the fact seeing the Batmobile run so slowly because, like, yeah. you always imagine the Batmobile just going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. It's kind of odd to think that he's just out patrolling in this thing. Yeah. He's like, cruising. How, he's how hanging is out. nobody going to see this? This has to be, like, late on a Sunday night. Jet-powered vehicle. It's got to be pretty loud, you know. Yeah, he's just going twenty miles an hour. Just going the speed limit. Just chill. Of like Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or something. Like, what are the industries? Yeah, where where do they make their money outside of Wayne Industries? Tucker and Esther. My shit froze. Where are you guys at? Tucker and Esther. Tucker and Esther Cobblepot. I see. Oh. Uh... Do we need to pause? No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, Batmobile creeping like you're saying. Yep, Ping was at his parents' graves. Yep. He's leaving. He just, he just took his hat off. 
He's on his knees. His hat on now. He's on his knees. Yep. He's got the. He's up. He just put his hat back on. Cool. Walking away. We're we're good. He's about to go talk to the press. Yep. I just love like I love how obviously you know he's screwing with these people, but like you're just not sure what the end game is yet. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a punk. There's always a punk in the crowd in the '80s. Dude, that's Josh. Let's face facts. That's Josh. It's totally it's totally me, man. Yeah. He's got some extra. He's normal, and he's got one giant clump of moose holding out a wild direction. Okay, well maybe it's Colin then. I'm, pro- I'm probably drunk. <laughs> oh, you're definitely drunk. <laughs> I mean, you're holding that police officer like you're going to dance. They freaked. Penguin forgives parents. Nah, we haven't got there yet. Yeah, that was Stephen Brill, by the way. There it is. Oh, there's that kid again, yeah. Is that the actor? Mm-hmm. He's the director of a bunch of fucking bad movies. Like I said, I love the fact that freaking like you know he's just screwing with people to get them behind him. You just don't know why yet. Love that. Yeah. I still, I still love the fact that I believe in him. Like he's, he's screwing people, but he's still doing an in game that's. Honorable. Yep. Is that Alex Reynolds versus Catwoman? No, I think that's uh, Tommy Whiteside. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tintin killing that dude and, uh, no, getting killed by the crow. I love the fact that in the new DC movies that um, Gotham is obviously New Jersey (laughs) and Metropolis (laughs) is definitely uh, Manhattan. That's why nobody mentions it because they don't want it to be known as Jersey. Wanda Sykes had this awesome joke that every time I drive through Jersey I get a lump in my breast. (laughs) Dismissively throwing the paperwork around. Billionaire industrialist. It just doesn't. We just don't know what they do. I bet. I bet. Since it was Dr. Thomas Wayne, I'm going to say that it's a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. I don't know. It could be weapons, though. Friggin', they always do weapons. Yeah. I'm wondering if they if they actually ever wrote any lines for Christopher Walken at all and just told him what he was supposed to do. Hit some bullet points, brother. 
One hundred percent. I miss Chris Walken. Why not? Un momento. What's up, buddy? I can't hear you. Her hair looks awesome there. It does. I don't know for what. So much volume. Come on, stand to go to bed. upholstered wall. <laughs> I bet it's good for absorbing sound, except that it's vinyl. Or the fact that Batman can't keep his fucking jaw fucking shut when he's drooling. I know, it's kind of... It's a, it's a good gag. I mean, obviously, Michelle Pfeiffer is everything that makes sense for this role. And there are so many people after this. I know Susie Sue wanted to play Catwoman really bad. Um, Sean Young wanted to play it. Like she filmed so many things to try to get oh, this. I heard that. Yeah. Sean Young. It's so weird. She gets such a bad rap because she was such an oddity, and then she was, uh, a, she was a problem child on everything. Yeah, but then like she had a a little little film camera. And she, when she was in Dune, she was filming all of the performers uh, behind the scenes, and they were all very sweet. They were all very kind, and um, she had nothing but wonderful things to say about all of them. I think she, and she, she, she comes off Boston. like this glowing, wonderful person. It's kind of odd that Sean Young didn't... Uh, she was a really bad cutter, man. She's a what? A really bad cutter, man. She's done like, like PSAs on being a cutter. Oh, yeah, oh wow. Look how good that hair is. That hair is amazing. Someone's so needs a little bit too loud. Oh, they're using. Usually you don't get scenes like that or shots like that where you have stuff in such tight focus up front and then still stuff that's in focus in the back in yeah. the background. So what they have is you've got a lens and uh, it's got two, two, two levels of depth. And you really have to figure out what you're going to do to get shots like that. And you'll notice because if you're if you're only looking at the focused portions, you don't even realize. But then you'll see parts of the uh, parts of the lens that are totally out of focus, and they have to be rotated the precise way. It's amazing what you can do with that. 
They used them a lot heavier in the 70s, and you'll still see it in contemporary movies, but uh, uh, more often than not, they just digitally do something in post. He ate this for real, by the way. He ate this fish for real? Yep. Mm. Really? Yep. I'm a big fish eater, but man. Little trout. He's a pepper on it, at least. A little bit of lime. Paprika. This is a ceviche. Good looking fish. I bought a whole lot of cod today, actually. Mm. I've never eaten a snicker bar like that, but it looks really good. There's another copy of the Gotham Yellow Pages on that desk. There is. <laughs> right there on the freaking lower right left hand corner. Yeah. Really, really pops. There are a lot of blondes in freaking Gotham. A lot of blondes. Yeah. As there should be. <laughs> Always been more of a brunette man myself. I make all my mistakes with the blondes and make a lot of good things with brunettes and then Oh, this asshole. What the hell is this guy in? Oh, he's in all kinds of stuff. He oh, was that, Batman in the next movie. That's, uh, that's um, Saturday Night Live. Um, that is... Um, oh, you're right. She just died a couple years ago. I love that woman. That is... Um, why am I her name? I oh, yeah, I know woman. her, too. I can't think of it, but yeah. Julia, no... Yeah, this is this scene right here is the one that uh, really turns some people off. I think um, the this uh, business with the blood—that's what pushed the buttons of, uh, of parents so much more than virtually. I had friends that remember watching this when they were kids. Like, yeah, my parents took us out of the theater. Yeah, it's not the soiled gear he's wearing, but it's him biting the guy's nose off. Yeah. Heck, I remember freaking, me and my wife went to freaking see Deadpool, and there were people, and they were like the five-year-old kids. Oh, yeah. I want to fill her void. That's Jan Hooks. Everyone want to fill her void. That's her. That's Jan Hooks. That's her name. Yeah. It's funny how this was such a challenging thing for people to like have to enjoy. But the, at the exactly. same time, though, at the same time, though, I never heard anyone bitch about watching Batman Returns. It was challenging, but there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it was dark. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. But they had to stop Happy Meals for it. Fuck it. Yeah. I just found this interesting. It's like, it's like, who's the real villain here? Is Penguin really the villain or is Shrek the villain? Because he's using Penguin. I, well, that's the thing. I, the, the Penguin has been doing awful things to people 
for so long that he's already a villain. He doesn't need Shrek to push him over the edge. Now there's just a professional level of villainy going on because Shrek is a different type of villain, a different, uh, you know, a, a different. Uh, it's, it's an establishment villain, you know. Would would the penguin have been a villain if he'd been brought up properly? I think yeah. that's a real question between these two. He says it. He's like, you guys would have been bunkmates in in a boarding school if if he'd grown up properly. Yeah. There's just no reason to think that the penguin necessarily would have been a bad guy. It's just like the obvious character is so murder. You know, they didn't see him. Fantasize. Someone's shit is really loud, man. Not mine. We didn't have all the uh, shops and all the uh, all the on in the previous scene, so. Whether they're filming this in the big sound or not, it's really nice that they expanded the level to make it look like a real thing. <laughs> I was so jealous of this when I saw it. Tony, your shit is real loud, man. That is such a great shot. something we need more do we need something else to evidence to us that she's unhinged god i wouldn't even wouldn't even say unhinged. just more of a like she's just herself now furthermore like what do these guys need to draw their guns on her for <laughs> Run to do 
Was it just me or was there a little bit of confetti when he freaking exploded? A little bit. Probably some confetti. I love the conveniently placed just gas. I mean, it's, I don't know. The pacing is so strange. It, there's this red, the red circle gang or red circus gang running around messing up stuff, and he's gonna stop and have a conversation with the villain. But up to this point, there's nothing that necessarily links the two, right? And then we introduce this aspect. I guess that's just odd. explosion they're just gonna stand there the helicopter umbrella you gotta love a good gimmick 20 years later marty squirrel stole the same thing <laughs> one of my favorite things about the entire movie is it's filmed at night Pretty much. The only time we've seen any daylight, it still looks like night back in the cemetery a few minutes ago. Yeah. Love these cluttered rooftops. This is good stuff. Good set. shit. Mm-hmm. Lots of forced perspective. And... <laughs> Hit a woman. Oh, the fact that Batman apologizes. My bad. He's got a big bat boner right now. Who doesn't? Let me come on. <laughs> he just zapped her and she's the... Oh, okay. He's like, she's the... Holding him up. As if Batman doesn't have a way to stop from falling. for that weak spot. Yep. <laughs> what was he waiting for? You're I just don't literally know. feeling out the, the weak spots. Well, that's oh, ironic. What's going on? She's got all that gnarly crap in her arm now after she got wounded. 
Are those bat stickers? Look on the <laughs> look to the right of him. Or look to his his right, the left there. There's like bat stickers randomly placed. <laughs> Most awkward first date ever. I guess. Oh, my bat boner. He still can't turn his neck. I wonder if he's uh, savvy enough to know that that's sewing stuff to some effect. And if that's the case, then why would he have a background knowledgeable of sewing? I'm just thinking about the detective quality of him there. See, that's, the gonna... that's what, what? They, they leave out. Is the detective quality? It was detective. Yeah, they quality. never use that in any good Batman movie. Yeah, I think he relies way too much on technology in a lot of places. I mean, I can see him sitting there and researching and figuring stuff out. That makes sense. He does that in the Batcave in every movie in one way or another, but he's not going and collecting evidence necessarily. I do appreciate that bit in Batman, uh, what is it, Batman, uh, or Dark Knight, when he figures out how to re-piece re together the bullet uh, in an effort to get the fingerprint. Like, I thought that was an appropriate you like combination of knowledge, and he went and he did collect that evidence, but... Uh, we just don't get that in a lot of the other Batman movies, I guess. He's running around. It's funny thinking about this, like considering how high Oswald has climbed the prime syndicate ring right now in Batman. Coming from like the sewer, literally. I I'm really loving yeah. this. Yeah, that was one of the best things I loved about Batman overall was freaking his detective skills. Agreed. Like, playing the video games. It's like, I remember freaking uh, Batman Origins was so cool because they had the crime scene thing. And, like, freaking you never, you never really feel like, I don't feel like you get that depth of, like, crime scene investigation with Batman in the in the movies. Whereas you could, you know, you said you get in that one video game. That's pretty, yeah, that's a... That's a good a good thing to bring up. Yeah, because the yeah, movies I mean, are, the a lot movies of it was based good. originally on like Sherlock Holmes. Yes, they yeah, were. Yeah, and like you never really get that that kind of depth with it. Like, oh, Batman solves a crime. No, it's just there's a supervillain. Batman's gonna whoop that ass. Yeah, exactly. That's why like, I'm, if, I'm loving if Batman everything. Was going around right dealing with stuff like Spider Man does. It'd be a a whole other thing, you know. Spidey eventually has to go out and figure stuff out. I think that Batman was at his most a detective in the Adam West series. Mm-hmm. This is all gimmick. God, I would love to have that as a poster on my wall. With the Batmobile? Yeah. Blueprint? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, like, I just love the fact that there's so many, so many different agendas, even if they do intermingle ever so slightly between Catwoman, Shrek, and Penguin. It's just that it's a, it's just a clunky show, 
with this many there's you know we got three villains in it this is the birth of trying to do a bunch of stuff all at the same time in comic book movies i don't think we ever saw Good point. anything like this before Good because point. all we had was superman and in batman she actually puts the yeah. bird in her mouth yeah but i i think this, this one works whereas like like i said spider-man 3 where you've got you know Green Goblin, Venom, and freaking Sandman. That one, that it was too much. Like it, yeah. they never seem like the story's really interconnected enough to work. That's a terrible. Whereas example this one, it kind of seems that they do. That's a terrible example to bring up because, like, that was so poorly executed. But yeah, exactly. But but, but I get what Same you're saying. Same thing with uh, with Bane, freaking Poison Ivy, and Mister Freeze. It was like, it was it, it never really seemed to make enough sense to work fluidly. Well, it works fluidly here because she's the monkey wrench. Where like mm-hmm. Batman, Cobblepot, fucking Christopher Walken are struggling for power. She's the monkey wrench. She just wants everyone to pay. Yeah. God damn. How did? How can Halle Berry look herself in the mirror? <laughs> I know. I know. Can you imagine how much he got paid for that, though? I yeah. Mean, I, I get it. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, heck, she showed up to the Razzies and accepted the award herself. I saw that. <laughs> she, she's in on the joke. She knows it's bad. Yeah. Oh, what? look at these colors. Look at all this color. Is that so unlike Batman. It's Does... so unlike Bruce Wayne, and it's just beautiful. Did they fix oh. that to be a flat screen? No, it was like that. It was like mm-hmm. that initially. I think. Oh that's yeah, that's one legit, of those big. Giant, uh, those he's big rich. It's yeah. Okay. Just eating a carrot. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay around and eat a carrot and watch TV. <laughs> Thank you for the ranch, Alfred. Batman doesn't eat ranch. Yeah. Too many calories. <laughs> Fucking wrestler. Hey, baby. It's so odd that his hair is so wild. Everybody's <laughs> hair is so wild. Early 90s, man. They didn't have uh Guess that's true. They, they had moose. They didn't have any good pomade yet. Yeah, it was a decade of frizz. <laughs> Me ouch. <laughs> They're both like upset about their respective headlines. <laughs> See, boys and girls, this is how you get a girl. You play it cool. She might be insane, <laughs> but Oh, she is insane. But one thing oh, for yeah. a second she's not insane. You, you gotta just play it cool. Yeah, legitimately, I, you know, he, he does. He uh, he does a good job. Like this is this is a practical, realistic conversation for them to be having, and like to develop the character and uh, perpetuate the the appeal that they that they feel for one another. You exactly. know, it makes a lot of sense. It really works. I want to point out she still looks like she's been crying though. 
Oh, 100%. I always wonder about that because I, but I think that's something that they did. They probably came in with her with uh, what they'll do is they'll put some like menthol mm-hmm. uh, in some cotton and it will and it goes into like a straw and you can buy these things or i i've i've heard of some makeup artists who make them and you go in and you just like you can't do it now because of covid but you you blow into it you just set it up right by somebody's eyes and blow into it and it forces that really cooled air and it makes that crying appeal it makes that crying effect so you can get that, but you have to be careful because you obviously don't want somebody to tear up. But that's—it's a trick on how to get, get, get quick tears. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Shoot, I mean, it's—it's it's much more quantifiable than like just getting a finger full of you know jalapeno or something. <laughs> Much less painful. I love this first date. It's a big bowl of apples out there. I guess he's hot on the fruits and veggies, huh? <clears throat> At least five to six times a day. He's Batman. Yeah. Batman's regular. <laughs> High in fiber. That's why I want you to be a regular guy. I always thought it was phenomenal that he brings up Vicky Vale. He has the... <laughs> The whole thing. You mean like, yeah, I had a really cool blonde that was way better than you, but uh, you'll do. (laughs) I like seeing this sort of scene, especially after what I know how they filmed Scarface, how they excluded her from everything to make her feel as isolated as possible that really made the filming of Scarface really hard for her because they they treated her the same way they treated her character that is awesome no that's fascinating I did not know that yeah it, it was a really big and bad problem for filming because they they drove her insane about how bad they treated her uh but it was purely for the movie um there was a and for minefielders. There's a really good uh, article about ten years ago uh, from Playboy. That's about like God. I want to say about like it was it was the big meat and potatoes of that issue. Talking about they interviewed even uh, like they even got even to um, Al Pacino. Like they, they interviewed everyone, mm-hmm. and they talked about how badly they had to treat her to get her into character, to to make her like that, and seeing how this is filmed I can see that visceral point like where she just takes control and I I... yeah it's a big switch I don't think we would have been able to get away with anything like that with the uh, performers I was just working with because I think you can get this I, I think you can get that that performance if it's established ahead of time, and it also takes a very strong director. Uh, Agreed. But, um, yeah. The, the other thing here is is that, that what is happening right now is, well, in the movie, is not happening. What's happening now is how strong Commissioner Gordon is uh, after um, 
Batman Year One with Brian Cranston, like really solidifying uh-huh. him as something other than just a, a side character. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see. It's nice to see uh, Alfred, but Alfred is so much more of a powerful character. He's just a butler here. He's not the dad. They hint at yeah, it. You mean in this movie or in the, ser- the series you're talking about? I'm, I'm talking about just now, like, past ten years, they've really solidified Alfred as something more than just a butler. I yeah, they definitely I... kind of made him more of a father figure, yeah. Agreed. They did a good job with him, with Michael Caine, but I did appreciate Jeremy Irons briefly in the Batman versus Superman. That was just the idea of having... Him. A guy that's got some virility and isn't an elderly guy, uh, just quantifiably older than Batman, makes a lot of sense. Especially if he's somebody who could, you could actually see him swinging in with the Batmobile and picking up Batman at a moment's notice. You're not going to get that out of Michael Caine. You're not going to get that out of, uh, which, I'm sorry, what is the name of this Alfred? I can't recall off the top of my head. Shoot. Oh, wow. He's got bat logos on his boots. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but the, the, the suit he picked up off the hanger had a bat logo a second ago. You know what's going on? Well, I think it's probably, uh, it's probably, probably connects. Yeah, like it's like it's, um, it's on the chest piece. Suggested that it comes off of the cape or something. So I could hook up like a, some badass Legos. Yeah. Now that would be an amazing thing—a a Batmobile that was a Lego that you could build the 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 fucking shields over it. Oh, that'd be it's insane. Big Batman Lego ticket item right now is the Batwing. Oh, dude, it's like it's like two hundred fifty bucks, and I think it's worth every penny. Oh. It's gorgeous, man. I got no use for it, but what do you mean no use for it? You've got a fucking entire room of Legos. I do, but it doesn't pertain to any of that. It's not in the scale. Just of turn the I lights off, or... motherfucker. <laughs> it just doesn't. You know, I mean, I don't need like every Star Destroyer just because they're out there. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. Just turn the goddamn lights off. <laughs> You're talking about lights. I wish I got a Batmobile for my son. I never freaking get around to building. I just need to get that built. You're a bad father. Too. It was a, uh, it was a pre- no. It was a present for my freaking uh, the rest of the pharmacy for when I went on leave for my heart surgery. Mm. Oh well, then you're definitely a good father, and I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no, my wife. We threw it. We threw it up in the uh, top of the closet because I freaking didn't want my son to put it up, like open all the pieces. And that way, I couldn't put it together and forgot about it. I like how these uh, fucking clown vaudevillian characters are uh, suddenly electricians. <laughs> yeah, they, and everybody is absolutely no urgency to get anything done. Urgency to build like, up. This. What, what if we found out that like they were originally Joker goons and they just they were just out of work because Joker's dead? That was the no, that were... was the inclination actually in the original scripts that that he was oh. taking over Joker game. 
Oh, no kidding. Yep. Huh. You kind of got to love that Catwoman is not taking any shit. Like, I think that's the, the whole point, obviously. She's just not taking any shit like since Selena Kyle did, but she's just not. She, Good she, point. She's just kind of throwing it out there that she's just done with, you know, being a bad side character, or, you know, freaking a background person. It's weird because she wants a man, but she doesn't want to need one. Yeah. Well, I think. Why would you say that's weird? That's how every fucking woman is right now. It it may be the case, but like, it's it's well developed in this because we got so much of her mopey and mousiness initially, and mm. you know she just springs for the opportunity to uh, when she had that answering machine message. Uh, you know, oh my gosh, I gotta talk to this guy. Now it's just like, you know, no, maybe I'll let somebody in if there's something special. But uh, I don't think she felt like that initially at all. She would have answered virtually any guy's interest. <laughs> she was in her in her pink life. Man, the fastest cops have ever responded to anything. There's a really good donut shop down the block. Agreed. Oh, down at the bottom of the No, zone. no, they, they were busy shooting a black guy. They, they were shoot, busy shooting a black guy on the uh, 15th oh. floor, and uh, they had a couple extra oh. rounds. My goodness. That's Gotham. Come on. <laughs> there haven't been any black guys yet except for the DA <laughs> in the first movie. He hasn't even been seen yet. Now you're going to start preaching about Puerto Ricans, and I get it. There's been one black guy. Do you think there's going to be any Puerto Ricans in this movie? Come on. <laughs> Absolutely not. Unless they're in the Bronx. <laughs> the Bronx. You see, I started doing this to people a long time ago, and uh, it works. I like the... Uh, her costume depicts more and more damage as it goes along like her her uh i don't know her mask is a little bit messy over one of the eyes good point. Mm-hmm. like that in her earlier opinion her appearances dude why didn't he capture her i guess he has to go fix his image yeah miss christmas just died he didn't even bother to fucking Gwen I guess what we don't ever really get in any of these movies is Batman, like, dropping a villain off at the cops. That would be an amazing way to start the movie. Like, he just drops off some D-lister. He just drops <laughs> off, like, killer moth. Yeah, like, even in Superman, Superman flies in, solves a problem, and then, like, you know, he drops off a bad guy. Maybe they are in a giant boat, and he just leaves it out in the street, you know. But yeah. it'd be like like, in a, like Suicide Squad, where like Flash shows up for two seconds to capture Captain Boomerang, and then you don't see Flash again. Like I mean, obviously, it'd be different, but like it was kind of a cool scene to just kind of throw Flash in there. A little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Bitch, did you even taste it? <laughs> She 
She's married to she's married to a very famous director. Yeah. I imagine that's what's gonna happen to all of us. We're gonna end up with some kick ass kick ass woman that can understand what we're doing. Tony's already got it. I already heard her on the on the phone earlier. Yeah, she puts up my weird taste, so she's definitely a keeper. Does, does, does your wife have a sister with much lower standards? <laughs> no. She's got a couple of brothers that are kind of pains in the ass. But no sisters with lower standards. Gotcha. No, no, no lower standard. No, no sisters. No, definitely, definitely a brother with with uh, some. Her younger brother's got some low standards, but I, I, I don't know. If, you know, I don't know if that's your thing or not. How is that not a poison ivy reference? I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, where's the Pamela Isley right about now? I feel like we should have had a counter for every time she falls off of something. I know, right? I think it's the third, third or fourth time right now. To, to like count she's the lives. to her death. Dude, she survived. Do you remember jumping in one of these motherfuckers outside of a fucking Walmart or a fucking uh, McDonald's? <laughs> I, I do, don't actually. ever remember seeing any of them anywhere. Is this legitimately something that they did? Yeah, yeah. There's there's one in Monument, uh, in the little arcade in Monument, the outdoor mm-hmm. arcade. There's a Batmobile. Yep. This this happened. I remember being fucking like eight years old. And just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't fit it in no more. My five year old sure can. I don't think he likes it as much as I do, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> Dead pedestrians. <laughs> it's like bowling for stupid. Agreed. Like, why would you run forward? Just, just get out of the way. He's obviously a baby, uh, but you know, freaking having all, you know, staying between the lanes. Why does he just turn the key off? <laughs> like, like the, you, you see the shifter shifting, just, just break the transmission and fucking end it. <laughs> yeah, you figure there'd be a bat button for that. Totally. It's got a bat logo on it. He's putting a CD in that makes it even more... Probably some Bialis and Chains. He's got a a CDRW in the Batmobile in 1992. He's throwing a bunch of Cutlasses. Cutlass Sierras and... 1984 Ford Escorts and dude, guys. I say if we we make a minefields mobile, it's gotta be exactly like fucking uh, Sister Night. <laughs> oh, that, if we're, make, if we're making a minefields mobile, it's gonna be the go. It's gonna be Ecto One. <laughs> no way. It's gotta be fucking uh, Sister Night's fucking Cutlass from fucking Watchmen. <laughs> dude, I want uh, whatever it was that uh, uh. Denzel Washington was driving around in in uh, Training Day. Ooh, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, but then we're gonna have to say the N word a lot. Mm. No. <laughs> no. 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 No N words. <laughs> no. no. If we're driving the, I'm not. Advocating. This isn't a freaking Javier Cruz promo. <laughs> 
I keep, I keep telling them, dude, quit fucking saying that word, man. <laughs> I'm just saying that if we're drawing a cut list... How about the... What about the, the uh, freaking car from freaking Supernatural? Oh, dude. I don't know what that is. Oh, dude. That means we gotta cross a bunch of lines. We gotta eat a bunch of pie and eat a lot of fucking, drink a lot of fucking pie. Uh, dude, I love pie. I'll eat cherry pie for days. Pie right I'll eat I'm cheesecake for days. pie out of my fridge. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, see? Exactly. We, we, could, we could down some pie. We could do a pie night. Do like a pie date. It'd be great. I haven't met Colin yet. Consider, sit down and have some pie. Consider him fucking Kyle pie. fucking McLaughlin fucking... Twin Peaks. He'll eat the shit out of some pie, some fucking coffee. I will eat all the pie and coffee. See, exactly. We we can whole night of it. Go to like, I, I, you know, we don't have them in the springs anymore. But I'm sure Colin knows a Denny's nearby his place. We can make a road trip out of it. There's go get some Denny's, get some pie, like get some coffee. Giving uh, dinner, you can get any time, and they are loaded up on pies at Philadelphia. Everybody wins. I'm going to say, we're having this conversation in lieu of talking about the nonsense that's happening in this movie right now. <laughs> I have never, ever liked this part of the movie. It's like, it, it's lost on me completely. The, the business of being able, that anybody would be able to do anything to the Batmobile is nonsense to me. That yeah. no one would notice the Batmobile was there. Like, the gang would have had to fight everybody off to get him away. I'm asking for too much, I know. But, I know. like... I know, I feel you. Then again, a 13-year-old did steal the tires off a of Batmobile. We, we've had so oh, many years... Oh, come on, come on. I don't... Those movies don't... It happen. happened one time. He's, right, he's not wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the, the thing is, though, is that... How many times have we seen in the past 10 years where people are fucking with Batman and some kid just starts throwing eggs or rocks or it's or, happening right now in freaking detective with the whole mirror thing yes sir yes sir I think somebody might have thrown a tomato at him he actually took all the uh, tomatoes and onions to the face on this he refused to have any stunt doubles <laughs> even with his expensive hours and hours and hours long makeup that needed to be done to be able to do this. Yes, yes. It's yes. astonishing. It it's was. Astonishing. It was. And, and he... That's a pro. He really devoted himself to this, man. I, I just love... I've, oh. ne I've never not loved Danny DeVito in anything. Of course. Hey, he's, ama he's amazing in everything. Yep. He's, he's a... I've watched four than one ever episode of Always Sunny, but... Oh, he's perfect. He's perfect in Sunny, man. He's such a bastard. So I just started <laughs> blasting. <laughs> Why is he putting on a jacket? I guess the jacket. I guess you know you get to go into the case. It's gonna be coolish. Gonna be cool. The Iron Maiden man. <laughs> the <bat> slide. <laughs> oh, he had to turn on his weather equipment. <laughs> his weather equipment. <laughs> what's the what's the weather like in the cave? I brought a jacket down. <laughs> it's sunny. It's always sunny. It's always sunny in the cave. These heat lamps blasting me. It's like a bat sauna in there. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> this is going really well with my Romulan ale. My shit is going to be blue tomorrow. 
Gosh, somebody's buttons are like five inches wide. The CD. Oh, it's so early nineties. The bat CD. Yeah. That's so advanced. We don't upside, know how CDs it, it's upside work. Down a compact too. disc. A compact disc, you say, with the bat logo. <laughs> Find the frequency. <laughs> this is classic. This is a classic trope. I think oh. they used this in WCW in the late nineties with an equipment match. Dude, don't do that to me. I'm yeah, It was Psycho Sid and Goldberg in '99. Wiggle, wiggle. That is not how. No, it was. It was or WWF use it and freaking rock into uh, Mick Foley in the I Quit match. Hmm. How dare you say that? Look at the disgust on her face. <laughs> <laughs> you are so canceled. You're <laughs> <laughs> canceled. That is an unbelievable amount of fruit and crap. <laughs> I love that these people just randomly brought thing. this fruit with them. Yeah. Just like, in case. At least like a fruit vendor in the back selling fruit. Just in that case. Would have, uh, that would have been legit. I would have bought that if, they, if they'd showed that far, but. At least a hot dog vendor or something. Really tight. And no bullets make contact. Is there warning shots? Obviously. <laughs> It's not like anyone here is, is like a red shirt or nothing. <laughs> kind of funny. It was like not winter there, and now it's totally icy again. Let me flee to yep. the zoo. Certainly. <laughs> Fire warning shot into his bulbous ass. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a Simpsons reference? <laughs> no, that's Jane Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I refuse to uh, comment on Kevin Smith-related stuff. Yeah, Colin's got a fucking hair up his ass about that shit. Is it a, is it a thing for freaking Minefields After Dark? Oh, yeah, mine, <laughs> Minefields After Dark. I'm just tired of Kevin, Kevin Smith's entire shtick. I'm tired uh, of it, too. I'm, I'm also really tired we're of Tim Burton. Here we dark. are watching it. I would like to comment on that on Minefields After Dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a so we do for New Year's. Minefields After Dark, the first episode, first issue. Just do it. <laughs> bring bring me, in the year with Minefields. Bring me my soiled clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want my previous costume. <laughs> and more mead, bitches. More mead. More mead. My cup is empty. <laughs> my goblet, if you will. First time I hung out with Colin, he's like, my shot glass is empty. <laughs> Why are we drinking? <laughs> Colin and I drank an entire handle of fucking Canadian Mist when I still drove home. 
Aww. No, it was back like, in the 80s. 80 it, was, US. it was okay. It, it was okay back in the day. The, you know, drug drunk back in the day. I, dude, I can't say nothing. Me and freaking Eric Cannon one time freaking uh, <laughs> finished off a thing of Jägermeister. And like three hours later, I think I drove back from South Dakota. Mm. Ridiculous. It was, perfect, it was perfectly legal back then. careful. But now, yeah. it's not okay. Yeah. But uh, they gave us free reign to the bar and everything. It was ridiculous. I'm an idiot, but I made it home. Last time I freaking did that. <laughs> did he soldering? Selena Kyle. Oh, this is it. This is my favorite part of the movie right here. I'm really home. hoping he gets some cat one pussy tonight. <laughs> this, is, this is an eyed, eyes wide shut fucking party. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Look at that Mona Lisa bitch in the back. <laughs> Dude, guns made the funniest fucking joke today, man. <laughs> What's that? He was he was just joking about like because uh, they were talking about like being in the military in Korea and he's like they were talking about like doing magic tricks in in Korea and he's like the fucking thing about, look at that hat Koreans <laughs> they think about it like fucking. Like like David fucking uh like uh what's his name? Uh come on, help me out here. <laughs> Is this David your Oh my god! It's black magic <laughs> And I was obsessed with this song. I could not get enough of this song. I still can't get enough of this song. Face to Face by Susie and the Banshees. Yes, sir. Nice. Yes, sir. Was the thing that really inspired me about this movie. Uh, I remember going and just remember when Record Exchange was open in Stillwater and uh, going by and finding a cassette tape of this score just because it had this song on it. So I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't find a Susie and the Banshees album that had it on it. Not a straight hair. No, they don't. They don't fix up all the furries earlier. Mm. By the way, this is still a Christmas movie, Minefielders. <laughs> it's kind of odd that this isn't exactly. It's a Christmas costume party, you know. It's a little weird, but at the same time, you kind of need it for this scene. The whole idea of the costumes. I think it works. Look at the Flash helmet back there. The guy oh, yeah. wearing the uh, Golden Age Flash helmet. <clears throat> Good point. I never noticed that. Oh, yeah. I just caught that. It is kind of funny that they're the only two not wearing masks for a change. Yeah. 
I'm so torn on this, man, because, like, he, the, the romance between Catwoman and Batman for the past three years has been pretty good, but you know what always happens when there's a, a superhero wedding. But this woman is fucking completely batshit crazy, and she's perfect. Batman loves crazy chicks. Joshua Michael likes crazy chicks. And there's missile so. That was an amazing focus pull right there, pulling off of uh, off of Michael Keaton, just drawing back from her really quick. That is a complicated thing to, to get done right, especially that close up. Oh, there's she is so broken, so so broken. <laughs> Look at all those people flying thirties in the air. Yeah, his messed up again. Yeah, their their eyes wide shut party has a direct line to the fucking sewer system. <laughs> Yeah, under a fountain. <laughs> Daddy, what do I do? Just die. <laughs> Somebody must be sacrificed. It is you, my son. Interesting, though. You know, you think about a bad guy, any bad guys, and they're so self-centered, they're so focused inward and yet Max Shrek is still you know he loves his son he doesn't want this awful thing to happen to his kid <laughs> a biblical first bad thing to happen to the kids I just love each and every time Penguin makes an entrance Agreed. it's just so it's, it's funny because he's like so dirty yet at the same <laughs> yeah. time his entrances are so majestic And he just hit Julius Caesar. Did you see the uh, E2, the, uh, Tony? the mayor E2? with the knife in his back? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I never noticed that. In every watching, his costume is that he has a knife in his back. Yep. Yep. I'm still saying A2, Tony? A2? <laughs> oh, at two indeed. At two indeed. <laughs> and the duck. I think those are the anthropomorphic penguins they made for this movie. There was so much controversy about all of the penguins being uh, shipped in. Yeah, using yeah. live penguins. Chances that they were being mistreated and everything. No, I was reading those ducks got rock star treatment. I'm sorry, the penguins. I heard they were, them and Danny DeNito shared, uh, shared the same fish. I also read the same thing. Put it past him. I mean, like... Only the, the penguins asked for Rico. Can you blame him? He's married to Raya Perlman. I just imagine that she's just got this, like, fucking giant afro bush. 
I've always been disappointed in the comic books when they do Penguin after this. This is the ultimate Penguin. Is there lightning? Huh. Yeah, Penguin's another character where I can't think of one definitive story that he's had. Other than this, man, like, he gets so involved in organized crime and... Yeah. I mean, that's fun Like, I feel all. like he should be a bigger player. But the, this origin story was so nitty-gritty. Mm-hmm. Like, this might actually be the peak of the Penguin. Like, he's never had that, that one definitive story. Like, Bane's got freaking Nightfall, and Joker's had several stories that are just, like, Joker stories. Agreed. But you never get that definitive ping- that story about the Penguin where Penguin just freaking kicks everyone's ass and then they gotta come back or something. Like, he's never, he's always been kind of a, it's like the Riddler. The Riddler hasn't, Riddler closing has had, what, war jokes and riddles probably? Uh, the second to last story they did in Batman two years ago. That was amazing, but that was the best they could do with Riddler, but it wasn't endgame like this. Like, Riddler is nothing compared to what penguin's doing right now like what is like, honestly mm-hmm. like everything he's built is destroyed he's only yeah. th- this is a suicide end game here essentially he's, he's yeah done. you don't have anything left and you're committed to it nothing the, left uh, the, the the best thing that i ever saw with the penguin that wasn't this was a, a book that we've talked about several times the Batman Annual, I think it's number 15 from 1991. Tim uh, The Armageddon 2001 story. Was that a Tim Sale story? Um, was it? No, no, not Tim Sale. No, definitely not. It was in the the Armageddon 2001 storyline oh, where yeah. Wade Rider was uh, showing the futures of all of these characters. Batman was essentially framed for the accidental death of the penguin uh you know in the in the future he uh he was trying to stop the penguin from some kind of diamond heist and the penguin slipped and fell to his death and this was there was evidence that there was manufactured evidence that Batman was the the reason for it. That's like that's probably the most important thing that the Penguin could do is die in a in a way that, uh, that gets Batman in a ton of trouble. Or, or, or the idea I just right don't here. Know what else he did? Like if you if you are doing a story where the Penguin is the leader of of a crime syndicate, then you know basically he's being the kingpin. Don't forget the the fact that for some reason Penguin has a supernatural telekinesis power or telekinetic power to control these fucking penguins. Telekinetic? Yeah. I may or may not be telekinetic, but what are telepathic. These telepathic. Telepathic. Correct. Thing. Thank you, Tony. Look at these cute little penguins. I like when everything goes south. That chicken that's doing the countdown, she just turns the light off. <laughs> where, <laughs> where she, she disappears. She just turns the light off and done. We're out of here. Boy, I'll tell you what. There's a certain amount of what makes this movie awesome. And then 
I'm Michael Keaton, and I'm reading this script, and I'm going, you're going to have some stupid shit where I'm fighting penguins? Legitimately, like, real <laughs> penguins? Not yeah, sure. a guy, a penguin? It, it's just... <laughs> He had some real Off estate deal going it's down. It's like a cavalry of penguins, though. A cavalry, cavalry of penguins. A cavalcade. Yep. A penguin posse, if you will. Tony, would you say that penguin has a plethora? A plethora <laughs> of penguins. Of penguins. <laughs> I would definitely call this a plethora. <laughs> oh, Cece, he has a plethora. Wait a minute. What does the end get? What is the goal here? They're gonna all these penguins are gonna launch their rockets at what? He's gonna kill all these endangered penguins. Oh, they're all controlled. They're all wearing little helmets, so they're controlled. Little with their little tinfoil hats. That's wacky. Still, Christmas just saves, this, saves the whole city by himself, essentially, and all the first Bruins. They'll be fine. And Batman is sewer skimmer. <laughs> <laughs> the bat sewer skimmer that he got on loan from the Ninja Turtles. Hey, they are friends. They did a crossover. Oh, that was amazing. I could see that working. Dude, it was fucking phenomenal. Weirder stuff happens in comics all the time. All the time. Authentically, I can see how the Turtles would play into virtually any uh, any existing property. Even the Turtles and Power Rangers are kick-ass. The uh, Turtles and Ghostbusters were kick-ass, too. Uh, I kind of wonder, though, if, like, since there's so many Earths and, like, the multiverse, mm-hmm. is there a different set of Ninja Turtles in every multiverse? Or in every planet in the multiverse? A bunch, of, a bunch of universes where the Turtles don't necessarily exist. But I feel like there has to be somewhere they do. Like, what do the Earth 2 Ninja Turtles look like? Heroin ladies? <laughs> and, like, in Earth 3, are they all bad guys? They're, they're, like, she just turns the light off. <laughs> Bitch just, like, turns the light off. I'm out, ski. <laughs> Later. At the end of the day, all he's got is this gigantic robot penguin. I want a robot penguin. Or duck. <laughs> It is a duck. Some cheesy yeah. graphics on his little monitor. I love the fact that the duck is four-wheel drive or six-wheel drive. <laughs> six-wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. It's an all-terrain duck. He loves his giant ducky. And we just blew a train. Aww, ducky's dead. <laughs> No, I'm going to go fight a severely overweight diabetic man in the bowels of an abandoned zoo. Uh, zoo. It's a little wild, even 
like, is there any part of this that the cops couldn't solve or deal with? <laughs> it's an army of cops that's out there doing stuff, and they couldn't take down the penguin and a bunch of bunch of other stuff. I don't know. Just well, I mean, three quarters of the movie, he was over here. You know, everybody loved him. Yeah, Maybe they're all the import everybody together. You walked into the wrong neighborhood, bitch. Well, that sucks. Sad that Batman's gonna beat up this poor tiny little man. Or the all the penguins had like laser focused rockets. <laughs> it's like a dead shot with a penguin. Well, that's how you get rid of a set at the end of a movie, you just blow it up. <laughs> that's how every movie should end. Agreed. Just blowing up pets, whether it's on screen or off. As long as Colin, you and I get all of the cute blondes afterwards. You know, because <laughs> they've got stuff to talk about. I do appreciate how clean that water is. Remarkably clean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely not a sewer. Except for the dead body, right there. I don't think, you know, that gun. That gun is totally gonna work. That's a uh, a beautiful piece of steel. He's got those penguins know to cause some carnage. Yeah, she's a dominatrix ready to rock and roll. If he'd have just put on a diaper and asked to be breastfed, you'd have been fine. <laughs> if only. <laughs> that's that's the that's a different movie though. Uh, very different. Batman. That, that's Batman Comes Again. <laughs> it's a different genre, if you will. Yeah, Colin doesn't talk about filling those movies. Uh, he fills the space, but I know what he's working on. Understood. Milf, milk two. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still watching this. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Yeah, you're involved uh, in milf, milk two. It's okay, man. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, no, never done any of that. You gotta pay those the, gimmicks uh, to come in the mail. Huh? I was just wondering about him tearing off his mask in a second. If his mask is that freaking easy to tear off, you read my then mind. what good is it? <laughs> yeah, it, just, it, it, it serves a practical like purpose. It's a pound of plastic and a rubber that just rips off. We're the same. Yeah. And when he takes it off, he doesn't have all the black makeup around his eyes. What's that, bud? Totally. 
can't look, 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 you see, there's no black makeup in his eyes there. Yeah, I kind of would have loved it if he had the big, ridiculous, like, black makeup on. It would have over, it would have absolutely gothed out this entire sequence, but they never did it. Bruce Lane. You're fired. Hard to take. Six, seven. abandoned zoo is still getting free electricity. Gotcha. Well, you know, you gotta keep that water clean somehow. Gotta use the pumps. Yeah? Abandoned zoo <laughs> with penguins. They had a lot of penguins for one zoo. I think the weird idea that the penguins would have survived at all and not be taken to not be found out and taken somewhere. Here's what McDonald's had a problem with. All the goop coming off of him? The black blood. I'm not sure that's what it is. Yeah. Just sewer goop or something? That's gotta be his blood, man. It's ooze. Mm-hmm. Listen to the music here, this Tim Burton. Danny Elfman. Oh, I'm sorry, Danny Elfman, yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. This, that's out of everything else that's in this movie. McDonald's had a problem with that. Yep. They canceled the Happy Meals after like a week. Yeah. Luckily, I was spoiled as shit and I got all those fucking toys. What were they? Uh, like Catwoman or Catwoman-mobile, Penguin in the fucking duck, Batman in the uh, Batmobile. Uh, I, I actually preferred the uh, original Batman movie from Taco Be the, the Taco Bell ones. Like we'd get these like the like, mm. giant Taco Bell cup that was just all black with Batman logo. It was gorgeous. 
I kind of remember uh uh, the, 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 the midget from, uh, um, the little person from, uh, Total Recall is one of these penguins. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, yeah, those are not the worst emperor penguin costumes I've ever seen. Yeah, one of them uh. is, one of them is the, the chick that fucking, uh, what's his name, gunned down after the, the huh. three-titty chick. Hmm. She was have you movie. seen? Uh, have you seen this? The uh, uh-uh. Lego Batman uh, poly bag. So it's ba- Batman in a bat boat and Penguin in his ducky. Do you already have yeah, that? I've actually got. I've actually got that one. Oh, you do? I don't have yeah, that. I'm we, not, we, I mean, me and my uh, my son built that. In the DC stuff, but uh, that's kind of a legit, cute little poly bag. Mm. Actually, that's a box. That's probably a. Ten to fourteen dollar box. I think it was between yeah, it was between ten and twenty bucks. Yeah. It's just kind of sad though. The whole time he just wants to be accepted, and at the end of the movie, the penguins are the ones. It's not a happy movie. There's nothing. Oh no. no. At all. I mean, it's action packed, and it's 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 uh, entertaining. Um, you know, and but it's it's not uh, it's just I don't know how much I qualify this as being a fun movie. No, it's definitely a you know a sadder Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate that someone was that anyone was willing to go this weird with Batman. And, you know, we could qualify. I don't think that any of the Joel Schumacher movies are this weird. Uh, this just takes it to a whole odd level. I, I love goes, Joel Schumacher's ma- movies, man. Like, they, they brought it back to that campy 60s shit, man. People just didn't appreciate it. Just a lot more neon. Agreed. And I remember, nipples. yeah, it was very cartoony. Yeah. I, I wasn't so much a fan, but... Like the third one wasn't bad. I was just happy they finally gave us Two Face. I just, especially after they deprived us from the '60s show, that was supposed to be season four, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought him back for the when they did the cartoon a couple of years ago before Adam uh, Adam West passed. They freaking finally did Two Face, and it was um, Will Shatner actually played Two Face in the. They did a cartoon version. Really? That's awesome. Oh yeah, it's freaking. It's good. I liked it. Mm. You can get it on DVD at all DVD retailers. I will hit up my uh, FYE and... Uh... FYE. <laughs> For your entertainment. And, and Hastings. 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 Hastings will definitely have it. Yeah. Or Amazon.com. They have everything. Everything. I bought some ass. Everything. Turned on the signal, and what the heck does he have to go and deal with? Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, polka Dot Man, obviously. Polka Dot Man. The calculator. <laughs> the calculator. It's Christmas. It's got to be Calendar Man. <laughs> I did get a bunch of the uh, Lego Batman uh, characters, and there were some funny, odd ones. The calculator guy is hilarious looking. The calculator. <laughs> Are we going to minefields after dark? 
I guess so, yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, I hope that we were... Oh, project consultant, Bob Kane. Look at that. I think they probably could have made a bigger account of his contribution. Uh, mm -hmm. Credits. Yeah, God, well, I love this font. It's a good font. All of those, all of those sharp, sharp ends. <laughs> what a nerdy thing to get excited about. Hey, everybody's got their thing, man. <laughs> we, yeah. No judgment. I mean, if you're a furry, you can take a shit and fuck someone in fucking San Francisco right now. They passed that shit. <laughs> For sure. I got, I got no comment on that one. I don't know where okay. that, Chris. I don't know what that was all about. Apparently Josh is moving to San Francisco. I don't know. Disappear. <laughs> I watched the news. And, uh... Anyway. Yeah. What do you take from this movie, guys? That's a good point, man. Um... I like no redemption. I really like when there's no redemption in movies mm -hmm. like this. There's no redemption for anything Batman did. There was nothing heroic he did. He didn't save anyone in the city. He was only protecting his ass. Um, Honestly, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Penguin, he got his point across, and he died still a Gotham hero, despite the, the blast that he pointed at everyone. It might as well have been Detroit. <laughs> it happens. Um, well, you know, he still got up there. And they a rebel cop. Yeah, exactly. He made a, uh, a fool of himself, and people turned on him. But, but uh, there was no it suddenly begs the question, like, what does everybody think happened? Someone's going to turn the TV off. Uh, I don't know, man. I think, like, the biggest thing about it is people are assholes like yeah. freaking King yeah. penguin freaking all he wanted to do was just be human he just wanted to be he just wanted the freaking people to love him and like it just wasn't happening like freaking yeah. i mean and when he did get it you know and at the end of the day you know people are still flawed because at the end of the day you know he screwed it up because he freaking he talked he got caught talking and freaking it ruined him you know yeah. it brought him right back to where it was so i mean people are just like the biggest thing I can take out of all of this, people just inherently flawed. They're all, they all imploded in one way or another. Like every all of the villains, they basically took care of themselves. They, 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 they fell apart and imploded in on themselves. You know, one hundred percent. Joker definitely had to be stopped in the first movie. It made sense. He he was you know an ecological terrorist essentially yeah. and um this business here it's like okay well you know it's powerful mogul and a uh and a guy that a guy that could take over the city and yeah. do what like okay what you're gonna you're gonna team up with another bad guy and you're gonna someone's gonna turn their tv off man i don't have any sound going at all I just paused mine, so never mind. That's probably me. <laughs> but like, yeah, the bit like everybody, everybody did have their own motivations. It's just kind of funny when you you do say when you when you are looking at it, it is kind of funny that Batman is basically just covering his ass the whole time. And and the, <laughs> and the fact that the Gothamites are like business as usual, like <laughs> it wasn't like like this just happened and there was, this was something special that just 
happen to happen. Like, yeah, we deal with it. It's a normal Christmas Eve in Gotham. (laughs) Yeah, it just happens. This is what happens in this town, guys. We're lucky we have Batman, who, like, nobody ever... Did 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 Batman ever get his name cleared necessarily? No. He... For killing the for killing that lady, yeah, no. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Like that that just that, that plot thread just disappears. There's huh? there's nothing that says that was planted or that we need to uh you know, we went after him. We chased after him all over town and he got away and it's like, okay, well then what? You that's, know? That's why I like that clown killer exists now. Like this, mm-hmm. this little kid has had enough. <laughs> like, like right off the bat, like this is not the way things should be. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, did you read the, the? Was it Detective? No, it was Batman. Um, He's a Batman, yeah. It, last, last mm-hmm. one in Batman when, like, kid, what I ever do to you? And Batman's like, you were there when Joker killed his mom and dad. Oh shit. <laughs> oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you've got a problem. You've you've got someone that's had enough in Gotham that has no superpowers, no resources, just some kid with a spiked baseball bat and yeah. a couple he's of bat, He's Batman, but he's willing to kill. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, he's got he's got enough. He doesn't have Batman's resources, but he's got enough resources to get stuff done. Agreed. He's he, he's kind of like a ground level Batman, like Batman to basics, basically. And he's already yeah. had. He doesn't like... he doesn't know how to fight, but he's freaking he's willing to fight because freaking he's just he's just fed it up. And he's got like forty kills under his belt, <laughs> like mm-hmm. executing actual yep. people, no questions asked, don't care. You were a clown, done. Head bashed yeah. in. Head back. The whole the whole end of Joker War is when freaking all these people. It's freaking. It's a, it kind of mirrors society right now a little bit. I was like, all these people had their Joker mask on. They were all willing to riot and do all this insanity. But then they just went back to living their lives. Yep, exactly. Like they they totally got oh. away with it. Just and like freaking, it's like, what do you do with it? You know, what do you do with that when somebody you know, if you have that ability to freaking <clears throat> slide out there, do some do some violence, hurt people. And then just go to work the next day. How is that not infuriating? Agreed. Agreed, especially like with what they're doing to Detective, when all the people that are siding with the superheroes or the vigilantes are fighting the people that are tired of fucking people playing pajama police. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they both have equal equally. I think good we might have just named this episode. Pajama, pajama police. Pajama police. Yeah, episode yeah. seventy, issue seventy-one. Pajama police. Pajama police. Exactly. We're up late doing. We're up late watching a movie. Why wouldn't we call it that? Minefields after dark. Dude, I'm very enthused with the Blu-ray that I've got because there are a bunch of featurettes I'm going to be able to look at, and it has the Susie and the Banshees video that I've watched millions of times on YouTube. Uh, that's as a featurette. That's and like. People don't understand the cultural impact that they've got Suji and the Banshees there. Like that's I, really, not, I don't think people get it at all. Yeah, that's not an accident. You you, you don't just pick a Cure song. Um, you can pick a Cure song, mm-hmm. but you don't just pick Suzy and the Banshees. We're talking seventy eight, nineteen seventy eight Batcave. We're talking London. We're yeah. talking uh, Robert Smith is making fucking googly hate eyes at fucking Morrissey across the road. Uh, in, in the club, uh, fucking Boy George is DJing. Uh, the guy from Alien Sex Me is the 
janitor of the actual club. Um, uh, Pete Burns from Dead or Alive is dancing his ass off, and we're talking, these are, like, Sex Pistols are there. This is an actual place that actually happened, and Susie was part of the, the crew. And now she's part of uh, immortal cultural anything right now. Yeah, I just realized, uh, dude, can we get a movie about that? Oh like, my all god, of these man! Characters and what are their motivations? Let's and just write. How it. did they collaborate? Let's just write it, man. It's the, you know the, we use velvet gold mine. Oh vel- uh, oh, hold on, hold on, pause. Do you say velvet gold mine? Yeah. Oh my god, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, man. Like that movie was We've got Tony Collette, we've got Ewan McGregor, we've got uh Patrick Bateman. Um mm-hmm. You ever seen Velvet Goldmine, Tony? I have not. It's another one you guys got me freaking set up on. It is a <laughs> it is a uh fictitious right, I'm gonna make a list. It is a fictitious account of Mick Jagger and David Bowie's sexual encounters, uh as David Bowie is Faking his death, played oh. played by Ewan McGregor, but he's not David Bowie. He's a specifically different character, but it's obviously David Bowie. Yeah, and, and it's and it's being told by recounts of the people that were in the scene at the time, and it it has so many cultural repercussions. And I don't think the people that are pro LGBTQ understand what the gold mine they're sitting on. And not not yeah. to not to make the pun on that, but oh it, no, make the pun, dude! May always make the pun. It, it it's it's the music is there, the the stories there, or, or we can even like Colin, you and I can even like play back the party monster. Oh yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Of what was going on in the scene, and you ever see Party Monster with Macaulay Culkin? No. Oh, dude. I watched that. With my, I my I think that was the first time I got my sister. My Robin wanted a drink for the first time, and uh, and I put on Party Monster. We we bought some hypnotic and some Hennessy, and we made some incredible Hulks, and, and we watched Party Monster. And uh, it, it's it's one of those scenes through movies, man. I I know that that word is kind of a dirty word in most people's minds, but uh, these specific scenes made things happen and are a backbone or in a cultural vibration that people are still like holding near and dear. And I, I, I think it perfectly vibrates the same way we're, we're talking about Batman returns, man. Like it, it's gross and dirty, but like no redemption. Who's really the bad guy. Yeah. Os- Oswald really just wanted his fucking family. <laughs> he wanted to, yeah. to be a human. And be recognized as a person, he took it a little bit too far, very too far. But um, was he really wrong, though? No, he wasn't. No, I think he was totally wrong because you've got to you've got to look at it from how long was he doing dirt to people for months, if not years, before he ever hatched this plot. Yeah, but was he you ever? Know? Was he ever taught that it was bad? Like, he wasn't raised as a child. He was in the sewers. Like, he was basically mm-hmm. a, 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 a feral person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
he doesn't. He was know. left up to his own devices, and he, how does that how does that affect somebody? Exactly, he doesn't know right from wrong. He knows good. He knows what is going to make him happy and what's not, or, or or feed him. He knows how to survive. Really, as well what it is. He knows how to survive. I think that essentially the the plot point that got lost is if the Joker the Joker had a gang of. The Joker had a gang of hooligans that were former mob guys. They were mob soldiers. And they copped into his weird stylistic BS. But when if, if you're going to say that the Red Circus gang were leftover Joker goons, well, I don't see it. It works, but I don't see it. I don't what see that What gets either. me is that the way that what, you've got that throwaway moment where Batman is investigating it and looking into... Uh, where are these guys from? And they came through town and disappeared. And there's this like strange thing going on with these with these people. And uh, I think they absorbed the penguin. And I think they were the people who who pushed these villainous concepts on him. Well, well, don't forget, hmm. don't forget when you're in a scene like this. Like, let's break it down like to like a scene. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to look like this. You're supposed to behave like this. It's, yes. Uh-huh. And and they just happen to be into criminal bullshit. And, you know, they abandoned him the second, like, shit went wrong. Bitch, turn the lights off. Like, I'm gone. <laughs> like, like they all, yeah. dis- they all disappeared. The, the Joker crew were, <laughs> half of them were killed by Joker himself. Yeah, it's true. And you just kill a dude. It doesn't matter. Like you, you that are serving your purpose or not. Penguin was was working on instinctual instinctual nuances. Like I, I have to survive. Yeah, he was abandoned. Like by them, same way he was abandoned by his parents. Agreed. But I could definitely see. I could definitely see Colin's point of you know they found him and they kind of. You know, they were his family until... They you may know, have molded him, you know? Yeah, they may have molded him. It's an interesting take that I hadn't thought of. It, it's it's just like when someone comes up in a, in, in a scene. Yeah, you're the, you're the next up-and-comer. We like what you're doing. We're going to copy everything. It happens. It always happens. Always happens. Uh, it's weird, and then a lot of times these scenes implode for some reason. I mean, usually... You know, you're in a school, or you're in a, you're in college, or you're going to a, uh, you're keeping up, you're in a nightclub, or some craziness like that, and uh, these circumstances develop and then get weirded out. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm watching the uh, featurette on the production design yeah. and how big these sets are. That take they it off. It's, just, it's it's distracting. It is, <laughs> it is crazy looking. Uh. Because it's so strange to see like the wooden superstructure and stuff like that. But the the, the anyway. one thing the one thing I mourn is the fact that like Tim Burton got too big for his britches and he had such a great idea for the Superman movie. I would yeah. like Cal L was an, a straight up alien in in uh, all of the counts of the making of that movie. <laughs> And and it was just too big of an idea for these suits to fucking digest. Sure. He, he got away with a lot in this movie, man. Like, this movie never would have happened now. Period. It never would have happened. They never would have been able to get away with over-sexualizing Catwoman. 
Uh, yeah. e even though it was on her own accord and, uh, and making Oswald so gross. Like, it just wouldn't have happened. It would just, it's non-palpable. The uh, left or the right would have would have destroyed this movie. Uh, McDonald's never would have even signed on before canceling it uh, two weeks into the, the Happy Meal promotion. But, mm -hmm. but we still got this movie, and we still had to digest it as a Batman movie, as something that's something culturally appropriate and something that we should digest as Americans. Like, we are Americans. We love Batman. <laughs> like, period. It's, it's just gonna happen. And we got this dark-ass movie, and we had to deal with it, and it fucked me up from what I like about women. And <laughs> and what I don't like about women, what I don't like about politics, and it was all in there. With no apologies. Not one apology. That like now Tim Burton would have to go and say, I'm sorry I did this and did that. No, it was out there and with no redemption. I, I have to hammer this into it. No redemption. No one was the winner in this. Batman may have been the only one that quote-unquote lived. No redemption. Nothing yeah. Batman did did anything good in this movie. He, he only created problems. Same thing for all the antagonists and protagonists in this movie. The, the, the least bit we got was seeing... Uh, Uh, what's his name? Space in his name. Sure. Mac Shrek? Yeah, Shrek. Getting electrocuted to death. His dumbass kid, dead. They didn't even bother to give us any, like, nuances for, like, the next one. Like, you know how they always set things up? Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they definitely they, didn't do that. No, there was no, like, hint that, like, Harvey got, like, acid thrown in his face. On TV. Yeah, they almost throw that entire concept away. Even when when it shows up in the next movie, they pretty much gloss over. It's just like a media cutaway. Oh, Harvey Dent, you'll recall, was blah blah blah. This guy. Then this is what happened. To, it's like that's really weird and disappointing. Agreed. Yeah. I just noticed something in the background. You remember the scene when uh, uh, when <laughs> when uh, Batman was uh, in the Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. And you're looking past him. They have the big Christmas tree up at Wayne Manor. There are dozens of Christmas presents under that. And I'm like, who the hell is he giving <laughs> presents to? Who's, unless somebody sent them. Like, what are those presents waiting for? You know, Obviously for Ace the Bat Hound. Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's got something for Superman, for the Flash, the Justice League, perhaps. Mm. Crypto, the Superdog. Oh, I love Crypto. Oh, yeah. Little treat on the tree, perhaps. Exactly. I, I say, I say, if Minefields writes a Batman movie, it's I my end all be all bad guy is gonna be Zaz. Zaz, Zaz would be fun. Zaz would be like that that one issue in Nightfall when he takes over the uh, the con the orphanage in the the orphanage, yes, and he just starts executing people. <clears throat> No questions asked, just murders. 
and the Batman is burnt the fuck out from a whole week. Oh of, yeah, a whole he's week. All sick in that one. Yeah, from fighting. And he's still he's and a lot of people don't realize that Batman is still fighting the withdrawal symptoms of being hooked on venom, which is what mm-hmm. is completely powering Bane. Bane mm-hmm. and um, awake for a week. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Let's make it dark. Let's, uh, but no, no, no. Kids won't buy the Happy Meals. Kids, uh, we're gonna scare some kids. We're gonna. Uh, parents aren't gonna want to take their kids to the movies for this. Fuck all that, man. Let's let's have some <laughs> fucking fun, man. Like the way they're doing Batman Black Label right now, or, or anything DC Black Label. Yeah, I didn't care for Batman Black Label, but. They definitely the other black label stuff's been freaking awesome. Damned was damned was fucking stupid and but damned, yeah, it was it was too over. Like, but you know, they killed the Joker, Constantine, all this dark. I was like, eh, too too mystical for Batman. Batman's street level. I feel like like I think that's the best avenue for Batman. Just really? be street yeah. level. Have your freaking have your super villains, but everything revolves around Gotham. I'm always a little bit blown out when. When they decide to do wacky stuff with these characters and and uh, get them get people who are best utilized in on the street level into gigantic outrageous situations, I just I don't need yeah. Spider Man in space. It doesn't play. Yeah, no, Daredevil doesn't do need to fight Galactus. Exactly. No. Like even I even have problems with Daredevil being involved in AVX or Axis. Oh, that was mm-hmm. like, that was garbage. That it's international. Garbage. It doesn't need to do that. Like Daredevil doesn't need to be. It, Daredevil needs to go to Japan and fight the hand. He doesn't need to go deal with stuff in Latveria, you know. And I mean, Batman. It still weirds me out to see Batman on a giant Justice League satellite or something like that. Yeah, that he probably paid for. Totally implausible. Yeah, exactly. Depending. Anyway, guys. Yeah, I mean. This is still my favorite Batman movie. Uh, it's not nearly as good, I think, as 89 Batman, which is a very cohesive story. This is very clunky, and it's odd, and it's unbelievably creepy and gruesome. But, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's just got these little golden moments uh, that that have always inspired me as a person who was a, a cinephile and uh guys that's when my recorder crapped out but we're already done anyway but anyway as you always know this is dangerous and this transmission is over stay tuned we have some great other shows this week guys we love you peace